internet <laughs> i actually kind of miss doing that that's one of my favorite that was my uh that's my favorite call well that was my only <laughs> call sign well no no i had to tag at the end too i missed that too but didn't you explain it on a recent show of that you that's basically the best you could come up with for the Intro, yes. No, he the took end. somebody else that he liked, remember? And then he couldn't come up with anything better, so he adapt he adopted it. Yeah. Yeah. But like the the uh the end was all me. I just didn't feel like I could start with that. I couldn't be like remember <laughs> So someone else was born with the internet, he merely adopted it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody else was like, What, what is, is up internet? internet? It was uh it's like, like you should have been like, What is up with airline food? That's, That's actually, actually a Seinfeld. I know. Fit. I mean, like every week you should have changed it. Like, what is up? And then you put something different in there. Like every single. Oh, that would be dope. Go. I don't, I don't think, think I was. I was I see, you know what? Like that's something I would definitely be into now. I don't think at the time that was a brand of humor I was into. <laughs> like I would have never thought of that at what twenty six. I got. God damn. I wouldn't have thought of that ten years ago. Would <laughs> <laughs> been like women be shopping. What yeah. is up with airline food <laughs> and what is up with climate change? Like, yeah. You can't stop a woman from shopping. I have noticed that a lot of my jokes are food-centric. And, like, even, like, my first real bit that I ever did on stage was, like, a food joke about how as, as I was older and, like, bigger, like, food it was, like, sex for me. <laughs> and so, like... I had this whole bit about food and like a lot of my jokes, even like the grapefruit are just fat, bitter oranges. I joke about food a lot. I might be a food comic. <laughs> I'm scared that jokes, I might be. I've, I found that the jokes that we do tend to be what we base our life around. Um, oh, that's terrifying. That means I just, all I do is fucking eat. <laughs> you are a black man. Let me get the horn up, but that was so worth it because I've heard nothing but racism all this week. So, um, all y'all do is fuck, sleep, and eat. So, I have a basketball team, right? I have three of them. My high school team started with uh, my son, Kenny Triple, 
and a um, couple kids that I've had playing with us for like years. Kenny wanted to do this his senior year. Like he wanted to try rec league basketball once before he went on to uh, his senior year, his varsity year over at uh, Kennedy, the school he goes to. Yeah. We are six weeks into the season. We've had six uh-huh. games, rather. Five weeks into the season, one week was a doubleheader. Anyhow, we are five weeks into the season. We've had six games, and in six games, we've had six injuries. Uh, Triple has a severely sprained ankle. He's out for at least two months. My starting shooting guard has a severely sprained ankle. He'll be out for at least a month. My point guard has a severely sprained ankle. He'll be out for four to six weeks. My small forward sprained his wrist. He'll be out for at least two weeks. Tom Thibodeau much? And so it's getting to the point where we had to field, we had to take like people who are players new, like friends that didn't play basketball to come in and play basketball for us last week or or yesterday. (laughs) Subsequently, we got beat by the worst team in the league and they were talking hella shit. And I'm mad because I'm like, it's not y'all. It's literally... We're cursed right now. Um, my players are scared to play. Like, it's not like, oh, they're scared to get up there and, and compete. No, they're scared of getting injured. Kid Awesome hit the court yesterday playing up, and he got injured. Uh, got body slammed by an eighth grader. Um, Damn. That's, that's not an injury. That's that's a fight. Like, how do you get – it's basketball. How do you body slam? He was going up for a layup, and they hacked him. Yeah, that's that's a fight. Like, that's – well, I guess at least. Well, excuse me. That's a flagrant foul. Is what that's I a mean. Flagrant. They didn't call shit. Of course they did. Nobody calls that shit in youth basketball, man. <laughs> like you know how hard, you know how many like parents would try to fight you for one calling a flagrant and two not calling a flagrant. Like you, as a ref, you're fucked. <laughs> the kids' parents who get the flagrant call is gonna are gonna want to fight you. The kids who got fouled are gonna want to fight you. It's just a giant fuck fest. I would never be a ref in a youth basketball game. Never, ever, 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 ever. I never wanted to be a ref. Period. Um, I would do it on a professional level. That shit seems like it would be fun. Uh, oh, you have to be in like, yeah, like you, you, you'd be in shape because like you would have to be. Like you can't be fat and oh, you can be, but like you would be in shape and fat. You'd be in shape and bigger. Yeah, I, I refereed for years, and it was a lot of fun. And the only reason why I stopped refereeing, honestly. Is because because I refed uh, adult rec leagues, I refed varsity and junior varsity basketball games and freshman basketball games. Yeah, I'd be um, down for high school I, too. I refed middle school games, and then there was referees who would start their own companies, and literally they they'd start refereeing just so they could network with other referees and tell them about opportunities to referee in like junior NBA and stuff like that. So other referees would start companies and start farming out referees and get paid. So I got farmed out to the junior NBA and that's when I stopped refereeing because I found out that I was spending more time teaching the kids how to do stuff than I was refereeing because their coaches weren't teaching them anything, but go out there and have fun. And I'm like, no kid, you really have to put the ball down when you move. You can't just run with the ball. This is like third and fourth grade. Kids are just taking off with the ball. Like, no kid, you got to dribble. So I was like, I need to become a coach. Because, first of all, these parents are like, you're taking up too much more time. And I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm literally trying to teach your kid how to be a better ball player. And y'all are like, I'm trying to get to the movies. 
I think with that age group, it's spotty how they call double dribble, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, and it's encouraged to, to be spotty. It. I thought it was encouraged you're not to be to call spotty. It as much in the first couple weeks. What is as then, much? You're not supposed to like. You're supposed to, if they do it five times, you call it once. Like <laughs> so, the last time, they, so... like because they're still the younger. They're still young. So you're supposed to like give them that credence, like, hey y'all, remember to you're supposed to like blow the whistle and say, hey y'all, remember only drill with one hand, and then you give them the ball back and let them pass the ball in again, and then so you wait. just let it go. But so you end, you have a twenty percent call rate, is yes. what you're telling me. But the kids, oh my gosh. The parents are already aware of it, and then That's... like midway through the season, when the coach are supposed to be coaching the kids, you then ramp up the amount of times you call it. And then by the last game of the season, at the very least, you're calling it every single time. Okay, so at what level? Okay, so you're, I was going to say, at what like, level At what level do you start calling it every single time throughout like the, the entire game? Like the last two games of the season, you let the coaches know, yo, we're calling double dribbles, travels every single time. And then um, <laughs> you're calling three in the key because the kids don't know and the coaches don't think to tell them that. So it's like, yo, remember, you got to dribble <laughs> – Whenever you take a step, you got to dribble. Whenever you dribble, you got to dribble with one hand. When you're standing in the middle of the in the middle of the key, and you got to explain to them what the key literally is. When you're standing in the middle of this area where the hoop is, you got to say one one thousand, two one thousand, then get out. Otherwise, we're gonna call three in the key. And usually by like the second to last game, the kids who are going to be playing basketball have latched on to it. The kids who aren't gonna be playing basketball, their coaches usually take them out. Because so we you mean call it. the kids who can't get it, the kids who I, still aren't absorbing it are just going to stand there in the middle and get that three in the key every single time. The coaches just take them out instead of telling them what they need to do. They just oh you you got to get out. And those are the kids who end up hating basketball. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones who get yelled at when the coach literally never taught them how to do it. But now the coach is yelling at them because it's in the middle of a game and they're getting called for something they didn't know about. I remember because uh, I actually remember watching like a youth game just kind of incidentally. Like I was at the gym and they had one just kind of running. And I was like, oh, this is a bunch of kids playing. I'll watch this. I guess it was like a tournament and they were taking up like half the, the court. This is when I was back in Alabama. And man, they weren't calling shit. Like, and I'm talking like, like barely calling fouls or really hard just fouls. calling like, like calling hard fouls, right? Like safety fouls. Like, hey, hey you can't hit somebody like that in <laughs> basketball, bro. Like, <laughs> Those types of fouls. You can't stiff on somebody, <laughs> little homie. Hey, hey, hey! Not the not the sport, bro. Not the sport. Like you, you think you want football? So like, they were calling those. But I mean, like, I saw a kid, and like, they were pretty big kids. Like to me, I guess they they looked like they were probably like maybe nine, or they might have been like maybe seven. But I saw like one of those kids like pick up the basketball, just take off running towards the lane with the football style, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then got to the goal. <laughs> dribble once at the goal because why try to throw the ball up but was so far down the hole like in, in the lane that he just hit himself in the face with the ball <laughs> it was it was a great time i love watching youth basketball i always watch it because of shit like that but i don't want to watch stops, it it never stops being entertaining and when you become a coach it becomes enriching because you know that you're teaching these kids how to play the game the best you know how i thought you were gonna say enraging Huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say enraging. That was a different choice of words. You went a different direction with that no, than I thought yeah, you were. No, you're the best you know how, which means that honestly, and I say this without hyperbole, I say it without any any anything really. 
I taught my kids, like I had kids who I, who started playing with us when they were in preschool. So uh, they went through the non-comp league where they didn't keep score. And in the non-comp league, I taught them how to play passing lanes. You weren't actually allowed to steal the ball in non-competitive leagues. Uh, but I told them, steal the ball and then give it back to them. Because it's like playing keep away. You want to play keep away? Yeah. So they went out there and played the passing lane. In the first and second grade, I taught them how to do a full court press and a 2-3 zone. Um, in the third grade, I taught them how to do a full court trap and a 1-3-1 and our first offensive set. I'm trying to teach these kids enough so then by the time they're in sixth grade, they know more about basketball than I ever would. Like, I'm trying to teach them everything about the basics and basis of basketball. So then when they go out into the world, they're like, I already know that. I know that one. I'm good. Now I can go further than that. I can go past that. And there's a lot of folks who... Did you teach them the zone is for cowards? No. The zone is not for cowards. The zone is... James Harrison, no, I did not. The zone is not for cowards. The zone is very much uh, when, as a team, you have deficient players, and so you decide to put a strong team unit together as opposed to having strong players. Or I think having all strong players is being a coward because in that case, you're not really valuing the team aspect. Or uh, the zone is for when you run a intense man-to-man and you get tired, you can switch back to a zone. Yeah, that too. Yeah, cowardice. How many games have you won? Do you play basketball? Do you lift, bro? I'm not I'm not very good at I can't when, shoot. When was the last time you jogged? <laughs> Why are you that has nothing to do with it? It's been about two weeks ago. That's what I'm saying. Like th- that's what fatigue is a real thing. Like I, I've yeah, gotten to the point I of used, passing I, out. That's, that's I love playing, I love playing basketball. Um you know, middle school and high school days, I just wasn't very good at it. Like, I can't shoot. Who told you that's cowards? And I think that's strategic, too, because remember, when you do that, you're basically still defending and putting up an effective defense, but not wearing out your guys so that when they come back on offense, they can still execute. That's not cowards. That's just Even when, even in, like, a video game situation, you only put on zone when you're getting your ass whooped. It's for cowards. I put on zone when I'm ahead. I put on zone whenever I feel like it. I throw zone on when I'm ahead or when I have like starters that are like close to fatiguing out and needing to go to the bench and I want to keep them in just to like build a lead. Oh, I'll put zone in. We just play a little bit of lax defense and then just start playing offense harder. And honestly, honestly, we run a zone at the point where we are up by like 20. Yeah, so we're not wasting our our energy on on defense. Like Mm -hmm. intense man-to-man is when we're close or when we're behind. Also, running a zone makes you have to work with your teammates. You have to talk on defense. You have to communicate. So we have a play. I've told you all this before. We have a play called Fortnite. Fortnite is nothing more than the 2-3 zone where everybody talks. Everybody. Folks on the bench are talking. Folks on the court are talking. Hands are up, and you are literally swarming. You are going everywhere, and it teaches the kids. Scar, I am scared to think of what you'd be like as a basketball coach. You sound like the football coach who would never punt because punting's for cowards. Um, it all depends. Um, <laughs> it, it all depends. Depends um, on what you mean by cowards. Where are we on the field? Am I? Am I at the very least at the at the at my forty? 
If I'm at my forty, and it's and it's fourth down, I'm not punting. Fuck that shit. I, We're going I would I would argue it also very much depends upon who I'm facing because there are some people that you don't want to punt to, but more importantly, there's people that you don't want to fail on the fourth down at your forty. Like remember. If you're on your 40 and you punt and they run it back to their 30 or their 40, you have successfully gained 20 yards that you can now hold. If you fell on that 40 and you don't, are you going to get 20 yards, I'm saying, your failure? No, you need 10. So you're going to fail within 10, which means that you're basically giving up a net of like 16 to 18 yards. That's just foolishness and, and poor strategy. Yeah. Yeah, like and, and, and it all depends on it all depends on if I got sacked. Yeah, if well, I got if I got sacked or something and is and is way beyond ten yards, like if it's fifteen or above, yes, I'm gonna punt. Also, um, momentum momentum comes in, comes into play for that. Like, how, and how are how is this offense doing against your defense? Is your defense getting their ass kicked and they're just always going back to the field? Well, then if yes, then you need to give them way more field to defend so that they're they have like something to stand against. Like it doesn't make sense to be like, no, we're not. Our defense can hold them for 40 yards when they haven't been holding them for anything at all this entire game. Nah, bro. <laughs> there's a point to there's a point to punting. And there's a very definitive point to a coach saying, no, we're going to we're going to punt here when and, and look at his defense and be like, no, we're going to punt. And you're gonna hold and get the ball back, so we're in better position. Like it's... I've seen teams like literally, like their offense was garbage and their defense was miraculous, and the coach would have them punt on like third down and pin them within the ten yard line. Defense would shut the offense down. They'd have the ball on the ten yard line. Better opportunity to score. Yeah, or end up getting the ball like you know having the punt from the ten, getting the ball like at at the 40, run it down to like the 30. And now we only have 30 yards to have to go. Like that's a, that's a huge difference between like, we got, you know, <laughs> first and forever. To, well, not first and forever, but like we're at being down into your other 30. Like you'd be surprised what that does for your momentum, for your offense, for your morale. Like if all you got to do is 30 yards, everyone on the sideline is saying, all we got is 30 yards left. Come on, we can do 30 yards. We just do five here, five here, five here, six times. And we're done. That's everyone on the side saying that. You'd be surprised how much everyone buys into that as opposed to, like, being further back. You don't really believe it. Like, there's something to be said for that. Punting is a legit strategy that works. So, again, Scar, as a basketball coach, you would tell the kids the zone is for cowards, so you would have them be, like, run raggedy rather than just have them do a zone? And when kids passing also, out. So here's the other thing about at, here's here's the other thing about running a zone versus running a man to man. I dare you to run a man to man. I'm not even saying that with like like malice. Yes, I am. I'm saying that with complete malice because as soon as you run man to man, I got six offensive sets that I will run against man to man, and everybody knows that. That's why they run a zone because as soon as you run a man to man, I'm gonna have we lose as men as. <laughs> You'd be the worst general as well. Um, You'd be a horrible general. No, we're going to die on this hill today, and we die as men. All you do is be like, we don't have to, general. Fuck that shit. (laughs) I didn't make it to general by not dying. Yes, yes, you did. That's how you made it. (laughs) Have you seen Posse? We're all going in. Um, But yeah, no, as soon as you run a man to man, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to have my center go out to the three point line. 
your center is going to follow my center. And now we're just going to drive the lane over and over again. Of course, if you go to a zone, I'm going to have my point guard drive the lane. And as soon as your center commits, I'm going to dish off to whoever's uh, down there to post for an easy layup. That's a zone. We're going to call a timeout and then all turn and look at you hypocritically like, oh, wait, I thought zones were for cowards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then laugh at you. I will force <laughs> you to run a zone. It, and it, I will look at you it. every... And honestly, I'll... your players will start running a zone, whether you want them to or not. Exactly. Because they're going to tire out. They'll just wear out. They'll, be, they'll get sick of getting beat. Mm-hmm. And even your center if, will stop even even if they don't all run his own you're going to have one kid who's less in shape than the rest of them who's just going to run his own zone or her own zone so you're going right. to have four kids running man to man and one person just going to be up in the corner <laughs> trapping down <laughs> so I guess the, if that happened the smart play on that would be uh, just to have the players switch on defense where the center just always runs back but that's the zone ha ha Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's a zone ha ha like the players I'm like oh the players would just always switch back so that the center always stays in the center oh you mean like running a zone <laughs> i don't think you thought this out <laughs> no i just I, as i was talking i was like wait that's a zone <laughs> <laughs> also scar i don't think I you thought this out the whole no no, no zone no zone layer Lose That's what he would surprise. call his gym. That's what they would call their arena, the no zone layer. <laughs> close. Like it's uh, real close. Right? It's, like, like I don't want to hoard it, so I I won't say it is, but uh, it's real close. Like, it's real, real it's close. Like the layer part is is the feels forced. I think that's what it is. But it's ozone layer. I know. Okay. I got it. That's the, and that's the part. I that's just, so I'm if just... I didn't say layer, it wouldn't have the full ozone still on. exists. Yeah. Ozone is just oh, so it'd be the no zone or the no two. That would be funny. Like yeah, we're the no two team, and then you'd be like, what? No two ozone? No zone? No, nah, that's a horn. Actually, name no, that's that's the part. I can't believe the magic name their court the ozone. Like when Penny Hardaway and Shaq were there, that was the name of their arena. Wait, why? Oh, because oh, because Orlando. They just called it the Ozone. Because everyone got a free O. Guaranteed. Hey, Orlando Magic fans, let me see your O. I know you're talking fast because I'm just throwing as many O jokes out as I can. Not all of them are gonna land, but it's like, fun. Yeah, give me a horn for that 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 second one. Okay. I feel like no, no, first one. Yeah. I feel like the first one, maybe, but then I, I feel like I saved it with come on Orlando Magic, let me see your O faces. I feel like I bet someone said that in the crowd as like a pumper. <laughs> come on, Orlando Magic, let me see your O faces. And it was like, oh, that's not what I meant. I meant I want you to come. <laughs> uh, okay, I yeah, whatever. Every, I hate everything. <laughs> I had to. And now I want you yeah. to come. For real? For real, bro? Nah, it's O-Faces. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I, I thought it was funny. Okay with the announcer saying, and now I want you to come. 
No, uh, the the whole point was the crowd was just like yelling "oh" instead of actually coming. It's like no, no. When I said "oh" faces, what I meant is I want you to come. So basically, it was just the announcer being super creepy at the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, give me a horn for that. It was it was I wanted the announcer to be creepy. It's funny to me. So Scar, yes. When Pooh played basketball, which again, I, if I remember correctly, she stopped because guys are shitty. And coaches are yes. towards ladies playing basketball. Like, that's just fact. Yeah. Um, did they run zone? Yes, but Pooh Bear's not very, wasn't very good at basketball. And there was no one to really work with her at home. Um, she only really just went to the practices and then went to the games. Uh, there wasn't really a, a whole lot of teaching um, and a whole lot of practice at home. Yeah, that's you're fair too. Because I think a lot of is like as a coach, it's 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 infuriating when your kid wants to play, but you don't want to teach your kid how to play away from practice, and they only get an hour with the coach. And so, right. and it's a, and it's an hour with with everyone else. It's exactly. not like it's like it's not even one on one or anything like that. So, like if you have somebody that doesn't really understand how to play, they're just doing it just because. Okay, you signed me up for this shit. Um, like it's <laughs> it, you know what I mean. It's one of those things to where is that that's the that's the trap that she fell in. Well, and I think that's and, why a lot of parents get like the personal trainer who comes and kind of like works them through the skills and as as well as kind of through the the conditioning they need to get into. Though it's a little unfair because you know you have to pay for that. Yeah, actually, I was just now. Um, I just posted up a thing, uh, a memory from Facebook that I had said last year. I was going to talk about and completely forgot. Um, about when Gogo was playing volleyball uh, for Sac High, and they were going up against all of these schools that were out in the suburbs. Sac High is like an inner city school, uh, inner city charter school, but still inner city. And so they were going up against all these schools that were in the suburbs and out in the hills and everything. And all of these other schools have volleyball clubs that came together to play volleyball for the season. And then they all have volleyball trainers and they flew nationwide to tournaments and stuff like that. And they're going up against girls who had never even played volleyball before. And I'm like, this is the difference between being an inner city school and being one of the more affluent schools. You can afford to get your kid that training. You can afford to get them that one-on-one time. And the whole team had it. That team that I had when I played, when uh, we scored 100 points in the the seventh grade team that scored 100 points on the team and went undefeated. Uh, I would say a good 80% of that team were AAU players, and they all had trainers. One kid yeah. had his own gym. Yeah, and it's affluence. Like, and there's, it's not a, a talent disparity. I, I think there's, in some cases, it actually may be more raw talent on, on other teams. It's just development. And, and part of development, unfortunately, you, you send your player, if you send your, your child to go play um, <clears throat> in a youth league, you think the coach is going to develop them. But honestly, for them to to be able to play, as you just mentioned, the coach doesn't have as much time. He spends an hour with them, with all of them, not one-on-one. You actually have to have someone come in and spend one-on-one time with your daughter for her to have a good experience playing basketball, for her to be quote-unquote good, which I think is kind of a, a fuck-tart thing. 
I don't I don't understand why why well, get the coaches to only have a certain amount of time, but that feels like there's a deficiency somewhere in the system, and I'm not sure where it is. It it's everywhere. <clears throat> and there's kids who um want to get the opportunity to play on those teams, but they, they get intimidated because they see these other players doing these high-level moves, and these kids could have been good somewhere else. Like, look, there's kids who are agreeably, like, great at dribbling. There's kids who are excellent at shooting. I, I see that. But there's also kids who have a wonderful court vision. And there's kids who can play defense like nobody's business. And you know what they don't teach in those one-on-one sessions? Defense. So if you can go out there and play defense and rebound, you will always have a spot on any team. I was going to say rebounding, too. Like, that was my little specialty is that I just – I fucking scrap for rebounds. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how, how much that works for you. Yeah, I had to do that because I can't shoot. <clears throat> yeah, scrapping for rebounds, and, and I'm the dude who is not afraid to go for the hard foul or the hard screen. Like, I'm the enforcer and the rebounder. Like, I will throw the hard screen in a, in a second. I will throw the first punch in the fight. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I, at the time, like I really idolized um, Dennis Rodman. I love Dennis. Dennis. I was. I was. Den- I, my game was built after uh, Dennis Rodman. Even though, even though he could shoot, he just chose not to. And then Scottie Pippen and Charles shoot. Oakley were my favorite players growing up. I love Scottie Pippen and Charles Oakley. Like I, I thought they were awesome. But those are the players who were do everything. Well, Charles Oakley's an enforcer, but. Yeah. Uh, Scotty was more of a do everything, and Dennis Rodman, like people talk about, Dennis Rodman just happened to come along right around that time where we were just becoming aware. I was just becoming aware of how uh, people weren't tolerant of other people. So he would wear the dresses and and married himself and and did and got his hair <laughs> dyed and all that kind of stuff. And so people were disliked him because of that but that dude was brilliant like he could tell just by the way you shot which side of the rim the ball was going to come off of and so he first one there every single time and he never he was like such an unselfish teammate he just wanted to win if your team wasn't winning he wasn't in for it but as soon as the bulls started winning he was like you know what as soon as he got to the bulls the spurs he was like i will give everything i got for these teams I think the the craziest thing about him as well was that night in and night out, he legit had to face down dudes who were bigger than him, strong, and like in some cases stronger than him, that were and who played offense, and he, which is on defense alone, just completely murder them, and and just be enough of a threat within the within the triangle. To like, especially for offensive rebounding, they had to pay attention to where he was. I remember the season, which was everywhere. I remember the season where the Seattle Supersonics played against the Bulls in the NBA Finals, and I was I I was such a huge Supersonics fan, so I was so happy. (laughs) And to see on a national stage Dennis Rodman climb into the head of Frank Burkowski, live there, set up shop. 
and have Frank Brokowski just mesmerized and wanting to fight him every single game. Every time he touched him, he was like, get the fuck off me, man. It's like... <laughs> Greatness. He was, he was so... Like, honestly, dude was just homophobic, man. <laughs> like, and, and as soon as Robin found out that about you, he would just... Oh my God! He would just just get in your head, like make like be blowing kisses at you. Like I love the fact that like that's why his his well, his little his nickname was the worm. Which by the way, I had his one shoe. I actually had a worm because my mom was cheap and they were on sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really good at that as well. Like people underestimate the fact that some of the reason he was able to beat a lot of much stronger, much taller dudes was because they didn't want to like touch him. They were homophobic. Mm-hmm. And he would just, he would use whatever he needed to use to be victorious. Like he would get whatever he had to give to be victorious. And there are kids who are like that who would never make your team because of, well, we got all these kids over here who could shoot from half court. Well, you ain't got nobody who can rebound. What you going to do now? You got all these right. kids who want to shoot, but nobody wants to get into the middle. Nobody wants to play. Yeah, because that, that's great until you get to the end, like the Rockets, and you miss like 20-something threes to basically end your season. And there's nobody to get the rebound. Exactly. Yeah. So with um, <clears throat> younger teams that I have, I have kids who are willing to get in there and rebound. Kid Awesome, who, again, got body slammed. Uh, I got a couple other kids who will go in there and get five or six rebounds a game. And then I got one kid who gets like 16 rebounds a game. Guess who's in in the last quarter? Oh, 16. <laughs> like, Every time. And, and, and I've had young ladies on a team full of guys, like co-ed teams, where the guys were the guy's parents, to be honest, were like so mad. Like, why does she always stay in? And I have an app on my iPad that I keep stats on. And I was like, here's why. She would get... 22 offensive rebounds and 16 defensive rebounds. She would score 10 points. And I told her this is back when she first started playing basketball. I was like, the only thing you need to focus on is rebounding. Put it right back up. You want to score rebound, put it right back up. Nobody wants to rebound. You get that rebound, put it right back up. You get points at the beginning. She would get 22 offensive rebounds because she will miss her shot. She would go up too hard with the layup, <laughs> She'd go up too hard with the layup, miss, but nobody wanted to rebound. So she'd go right back after you get that rebound and go up on the opposite side. She was doing a mic and drill in the middle of a basketball game. She made her varsity team as a freshman. And the last time I checked, she was scoring 26 points per game and 12 rebounds, which I would think at that point in time, she's getting like four offensive rebounds, putting those right back in. That's eight points, and the rest of it is just like mid-ranges and three-pointers because she went and she worked and she practiced and she improved. And I told her, the things you know you're good at, exploit them. Do them in games. The stuff that you're shaking on, that's why we have practice. And she worked on it, and she was killing people. And they were like, why is that girl in? And I was like, Harmony is in because Harmony averages like 32 rebounds a game while your son averages a three-pointer and four fouls. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the stats. Look at all those zeros. Look at them. <laughs> That's what your son is. He's a zero. Now sit down and shut up. Bruh. Make another kid. Why don't you make another kid tonight? Maybe he'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> do, to make, do, do an Enders game. Bitch, you need a third. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can do something with your genetic material that'll be a little better next time. Have a great night. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, 
uh, yeah, I, I, this whole thing started because of you saying Zonas for cowards. Who told you that, Scar? I thought it was. I thought it was normal. No, that's that's just James Harrison. James Harrison wanting to exploit someone playing him one on one. That's all that is. He said zone is for cowards because he has a hard time playing against the zone. <laughs> he stands up at the top of the key and holds the ball. And says, stands at the top of the key and holds the ball. You're all cowards. And you know what? You know, honestly though, the way he, both he and Steph Curry have beat that is that goddamn step back three. That's always just a step further than like a step further than you think it's going to be but they still nail him and Steph Curry both you know who literally could like that real talk I mean not at the NBA level of course but there was a team yesterday who was doing a zone they tried it and it was the high it was the seventh and eighth grade team the one that ended up power slamming kid awesome <laughs> they tried to do a zone and kid awesome just stood like two steps outside of the three-point line and just pulled up that's like, kind of the that's kind of the problem with the zone is that, like, that if you... If you got somebody who can range it. <laughs> yeah, like, if you have somebody with some range on their shot, like, you're in trouble. Because as soon as someone steps out, that zone starts getting real shaky. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, bro, you know I can shoot this from the parking lot, right? Hey, hey, you. Well, with Steph, gonna... with Steph Curry, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like that's, that's, that's why he has so much success is that you have to get out on him at a certain point. And then as soon as you come out on him, just somebody else fills that spot that you're supposed to be exactly. in. And then, exactly. I see, and then the I see Steph Curry. They have to commit over to fill that, to guard whoever filled that spot. So then the next person just moves in, and we're just getting closer and closer to the rim. And, it's yeah, all and you just Steph move the ball, ball around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, like the moment I see Steph Curry pull up, Splash from the P in the piston sign in the middle of the fucking court on a regular fucking play. Mm-hmm. Oh, the lovely part is is that he's not even like like doing up anything extra to get the ball up. It's just his normal fucking stroke. Yep. It's like what? <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Of the kid from my seventh grade team, right? Like uh, I, I, I think uh, I sent y'all a few. Well, Scar, maybe. I sent you a few videos of this kid who was, like, pulling up from damn near right inside of the three or right inside of half court. I kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah. So people were setting up zones against us, and he could pull up like that, and another kid could pull up like that, and they would pull up, like, over and over again. And then it's like 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 the um the NCAA uh, basketball game for the um so for the Super Nintendo where you got past half court you just took big they had with um pulling up with Davidson with uh my man Davidson from um North Carolina was it I thought it was a dude from Oklahoma State who could pull up from it was it was it was it was uh, (laughs) Oklahoma State and um and uh the dude from North Carolina. They could both do that shit. Just as soon as you, as soon as you hit half court, just let it go. Yep. <laughs> and there's people who I've seen do that to success, but then I see other people do it, and it's like, why are you doing that? Like they get into the, they get caught up in the rapture of threes or something like that. So you'll have kids who come down and hit like a couple jump shots, and then you'll have that big who's like, I'm not getting the ball enough, and they'll come down and they'll try and pull up for a J, which is why I'm like, hey, y'all need to make sure you're feeding the people in the middle, or else everything you're working for is gonna fall apart. Well, not just that, but also like I feel like the people in the middle have to remember statistics. So especially when when a shooter gets hot, it feels like you're just running down, battling, and then seeing him hit. 
And then you're like, well, fuck, and you got to go back and play defense. And after a couple of possessions of someone hitting like a couple in a row, you start getting a little hungry yourself. Like you want some. But if you're playing as a big, you have to remind yourself he's going to miss. Like I, I have seen players shoot 10 in a row and hit. But in a game situation, fatigue comes into play. He's going to miss. And you just have to be ready for that miss because that's when you get fed. Like, OK, he missed. Now I either get a rebound and we reset or I get a rebound close to the basket and, and I, you know, I, I get a shot. But once we reset, I get fed then. And I feel like that's you just have to remind yourself, like, bro, he's not going to hit all of these. No. But it feels like it. Like after about like on number three, number three is when it starts. You start to feel like a little desperation. Like, am I like, what the fuck am I doing out here, man? We just going to sit here and watch him shoot. <laughs> and then <laughs> four and five, you're like. Bro, seriously, like, I feel like I'm just out here just fucking getting banged up and pushing people around. What the fuck am I running into these goddamn motherfucking baskets for? But you just have to remind yourself he's going to miss. <laughs> like, he's going to miss. Like, bro, he can't hit them all. And if not, and even if he does, sweet, we win. <laughs> I told y'all about when I almost got into a, a fight with a dude at a church <laughs> open gym. Cause I told him to get his fat behind into the middle and uh get some rebounds. He was like six foot three, six four, and all he wanted to do was stand outside and shoot threes. I was like, dude, you ain't even hustling. You ain't even putting forth no effort. I'm in the middle trying to get rebounds. You standing out there and you can't even shoot. And then I realized at that point in time that he had gotten there before me and he had gotten there with a whole bunch of other people. And I just thought they were all family because they kept calling each other cuz. And so one of them was like, hey, cuz, he talking about you, cuz. And he was like, I'm from this block. Whoop, whoop, kill everybody moving. Whoop, whoop, murder gang click. Whoop, whoop. And I was like, we need to talk about this in another place. Like, can we all just calm down, simmer down just a little bit? We're in the church right now. And um, it, my son is right over there, and he needs to see black men talking out stuff rather than resorting to violence. Fuck that shit, cuz. Whoop, whoop. And I was like... I'm going to go out to my car real quick, and I'm going to take my kids with <gasps> Oh, I thought you were going for that. I'm going to go pop my trunk. I'm like, no! I'm going to go out to my car real quick, and I'm going to take my kids with me so I can tell them about the right way to play the game. And we uh, will be back next week. Nah, fuck that shit, cuz. Woop, woop, woop. And I was like, dude, like, seriously, you should have just rebound. Nah, you rebound on these nuts. And I was like, okay, we're leaving. And I left, and they shut the uh, they shut their open gym down after that, because he kept coming back with his folks, cuz and 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 all that and cussing, and they were like, "Dude, this is a church open gym. Fuck that shit, cousin." So they shut it down. But yeah, I told a dude to get in the middle and rebound, and he rebounded with like five crips who were prepared to just you should fuck him up, cuz yeah, cuz. Okay, while y'all were having that conversation, I looked it up. Um, on Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State, it was Lark. Ah. Lark. Lark was that dude. But Davidson from North Carolina was the shit. And apparently... Wait, search to get that? Um, I had to go to... I had to search uh, <laughs> uh, NCAA basketball SNES half-court shots. <laughs> Like, I had, I had, like it started off with NCAA basketball. I went to a few different things, and then I had to put half court shots. And then I found now. Here's the thing: two years ago, 
people started making like some weird like conspiracy theory connections because uh-huh. the guy from North Carolina's name was Davidson. Okay. Steph Curry went to Davidson, which is in North Carolina. But but didn't NCAA basketball come out like 1993? 91, actually. So, like, what's the conspiracy? Like, they're, they're trying to say that it prophesied. They're trying to say that it prophesied. It was a naughty prophecy? I guess. Uh, it's, just a, it's like that dumbass bullshit that people did when it was like, you know, Obama was the 45th president and Martin Luther King Jr. died on blah, blah. That I can't remember what the fucking numbers were, but it's just a fucking coincidence. Like, I hate when people do that shit. Like, there are no prophecies. If there were, the world would be a much better place. You think we like would be the, living in this like shit if we could prophesy that shit? Like, the and whole thing. If there thing were prophets. Bruh, I'm going to tell if you. If there were prophets, why the fuck are they choosing to prophesy about fucking basketball? We could use some goddamn prophecy about, I don't know, where the fuck the world is going right now. How come there's no prophecies about goddamn global warming? We're not like, yo, look at this goddamn global warming prophecy. This is bullshit. Bro, what the fuck happened to Seton Hall? Who the fuck is Seton Hall? Seton Hall used to be the shit in basketball. No, they didn't. Again, who the fuck is Seton Hall? They had Eddie Griffin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they don't look at them video games and be like, "What happened to them?" Nothing happened to them. No, it's just I I, I haven't heard of I I mean I'm looking through this uh this Reddit and I forgot about Seton Hall exactly because Seton Hall was trash. They always will be trash. The only time that they weren't trash is when they had Eddie Griffin, so they were not trash for like one season. Seton so Hall. Fuck Seton Hall is a record company as a label apparently. Yeah, like look look Jay without looking. What is Seton Hall's team? Like, what is their mascot? Like, Ohio State's the Buckeyes. What the fuck is Seton Hall, Jay? I assume, okay, this might get me a horn, but I want to tell it anyway. I assume it's a chair. Nigga, I won't even get on you for that. <laughs> I just assume their mascot's a chair. It's a chair. Chair? It's like benches. Scar, what is Seton Hall's team? Like, what What are they? The The Pirates? The... The Bulldogs, the, the Huskies. It, it is the Pirates, actually. Okay. <laughs> I like I like the chairs better, the Seton Hall chairs. It's a comfortable place to play at. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I would prefer that to the Pirates. I feel like, what the fuck, the Pirates of Seton Hall doesn't make any sense. The I chairs of Seton out. Hall, though. I want, I want teams with, like, unique names. Like, I saw a team called the No Names. Oh, that's nice. Or like the uh, it did like the Santa Cruz or Santa Barbara uh, banana, banana slugs. Yep. Yeah, I think that's actually the full name. It's like the University of Santa Cruz at Santa Barbara. Fighting banana slugs. Anyone? Yeah, anyone? That's anyone the best hates when the I fact that they changed more stuff that doesn't fight. <laughs> like, they changed the mascot for um for TCU. What they changed it to? Horn frogs. Well, it's been the oh, horn nice. frogs for a while. I thought it was always the horn frogs. What was it before that? Corny toads. Oh, Wait, what's I the like difference? That better. <laughs> it used to be the horn. It used to be the horny toads, and then it changed to the horn frogs. I like the horn. Was there when they were the horny toads? Was there rallying cry? We're gonna fuck you. <laughs> like... I, I loved the one where um, Austin P. It wasn't even their team name. It was just their the school. Austin P. Had Fly Williams on their team back in the seventies <clears> or sixties. <throat> And Fly was like their leading scorer and everything else. 
And so whenever he would get the ball, the crowd would scream, fly is open. Let's go pee. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty good. I love that one. There's things that are just like so just only for that school. Like there's one school who I don't remember what school it is. It's like a division three or division two school. But for like their first game of the season, the whole audience is like some completely silent until their team scores like 10 points. They don't cheer anything. They don't make any noise. They don't make anything until their team scores 10 points. And then after they score 10 points, like the whole crowd goes crazy and music starts playing and all that kind of stuff. Like the very first game of the season, stuff like that is dope. Yeah. Stuff stuff that isn't dope is Seton Hall. (laughs) Um, Oh, the one of the best, one of the best things with college basketball is if you get fouled out at A and T, you're gonna finish that sentence, right? What happens? Yeah. Um, the DJ plays a song, and the entire crowd sings "Ho, sit down." <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> That's just like they used to do that at A M, where like if you fouled out, they would they would sing "Hit the Road, Jack." Like that was the, that was their thing. Like in the entire crowd would like they do like the first little dun, dun, and then they would cut it, and the entire crowd would just be yelling "Hit the road, Jack!" at you. Mm-hmm. It was like when A and M used to ball for real. When I used to actually go to A and M games because I grew up in Huntsville. Like man, that shit used to. I used to love that. I and like that's what I used to love about going to HBCU games. The whole band would be there up in the stands, all uncomfortable, <laughs> just be playing sad. I still sit back and wonder why I didn't go to Elizabeth City State. Back then, I was I so bougie. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? Elizabeth City State, like, how is that a city and a state? But Elizabeth City State University was so booming. It was just, it was so awesome. And I was like, fuck that shit and went to a school in Ohio. I should have you know went to HBCU. I wish, you know what? I, I honestly am, I'm happy that I, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to say I'm happy that I didn't but i'm glad that i i guess i'm happy with the way things worked out is how i'll put it i wish i had and i actually i really want to go to southern and i was going to make this argument for why i'm kind of happy also that like there are some kind of similarities between mascots and schools so the school i went to as a high school our colors were uh blue and gold and our mascot was a jaguar southern university their colors are blue and gold and their mascots Huh? I thought it was blue and orange. I'm sorry. Uh, it might be well similar to gold, but yeah, like a color that is similar to gold. I, th- I think it's blue and yellow, maybe or blue and gold. And their mascot is a jaguar. And I wanted to go to Southern solely based on that. Like I literally connected with Southern, and then they always, to me, at the time when bands came to town, because I only saw swag uh, bands. Uh, they were a dope ass band. Like they had a really dope band to me at the time. Uh, Southern is fuck up. I don't care. Quite possibly the uh, they're they're considered the best band as, as I mean after okay. all of the stuff that happened with FAMU, um, yeah, they're considered the best band. Okay, well, whatever. But I thought you were like they're not that good. It's like shut the fuck up, Scar. No one cares what no. you think. No, no, <laughs> their band is fantastic. Yeah, their band is fan- their band is fantastic, and oh man, like I remember seeing like the girls. Uh, by the time I was in high school, of course, like I remember seeing like the, the their their flag girls were fucking hot. Their dance team were fucking. I couldn't even comprehend how hot they were. Southern was <laughs> Oh, okay, never mind. It wasn't a flag core. It was just a dance team then. But like, yes, they their are. dance. 
Oh, you want to tell, tell my story for me, Scar? Scar, real quick, like, is, zone, is, is talking without being interrupted for cowards, too? Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> I do still feel strongly like that nigga just stood up at the top of the key and was like, if y'all are men, y'all will go man to man. <laughs> like, fuck you, nigga. Come into this zone and get knocked the fuck out. Anyway, long story short, I wanted to go to Southern, and I didn't. And I kind of wish I had. I feel like my my experience in my life uh, would have been different if I had gone to Louisiana for fucking school. Okay, Scar, it's your turn now. The the talking stick's been passed to you. No, I I, I just think with, with Southern, um, it's, it's a weird thing. Kind of like uh, Virginia Tech here. Um, when you go to a school like Southern, everything becomes Southern. Like, and like you have all kinds of like Southern clothes and all this kind of weird shit. Like, it's like, I mean, it's, it must be, it must be fucking amazing because everything becomes about this one thing. Like everything is Southern and it's weird. Like a few years ago, there was a lady who, um, who was teaching the dance girls at, uh, at Norfolk state. And she was from Southern. And she would not wear Norfolk State gear. She would wear her Southern gear at Norfolk State. And if anybody had anything to say, it's bitch, don't mess with the S. Like, it was really, I mean, it was really that crazy. Um, and, and she was just all about it. And, like, there's uh, there's a um, series of YouTube streams that I watch on Sundays, Sunday nights. And That's they specific. take re- they take requests. They take requests, but you have to pay for them. And there's this uh, one lady from Southern who will pay on Sunday nights, Scar. Huh? What are you streaming on Sunday nights, Scar? I'm watching the stream. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not doing it. I didn't come up with this idea. No, I'm saying like, what are, you, what are you? What are you watching on Sunday nights, Scar? That you have to pay for? What's uh? What's this special no, request stream pay, you got? I don't pay for anything. Um, is is just basically watching marching band videos. And there's one lady from Southern. She will pay a hundred dollars a pop just for them to watch her Southern videos. I mean, videos from Southern. Okay. And it is just like, and like she is throwing out hundreds over and over again. She can spend up to five hundred dollars a night. Just for the yeah, I wish I went to Southern, though I feel like my life trajectory, well, obviously my life trajectory would have been different, but I kind of wish I went. I kind of I kind of wish sometimes that I actually went to college, real college. Um, yeah, overrated. It's I have a lot of student loan debt. That that's pretty much all I have. I went to a tech school and I have a massive student loan debt cuz I refused to pay it. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, honestly, I feel like every well, according to uh, what statistics released in what 2014, based on the latest census, like the average uh, quote unquote millennial. So I guess y'all missed that, but I catch it has like thirty five thousand dollars of student loan debt. Yeah, I'm, I'm about there. <clears throat> yeah, same. I mean, I, I've paid some of it down, and, and I've paid actually a lot of it down, and I'm still paying. And I actually, I'm super happy to say that that's something I can get knocked out in like maybe five years like i'm paying off a car but fuck student loan debt bro get money <clears throat> Real. 
So. So. Scar. Yes. What's up with you, bro? Nothing new. Birthday was Tuesday. That was cool. Yeah. How was anything cool happened on your birthday? What'd you do? I went to talk to my therapist. Nice. How was that? It was awesome. I miss talking to her. I have not spoken to her since maybe February. Oh, that's good. Um, and, and I didn't I didn't go because I was feeling some type of way. It was just I miss talking to her. Like it's the it's the thing that we said when we talked about this before, like being able to be completely open with someone that's not connected to your nouns. Right. Um, is is it's just great. And, you know, she missed me, too. She actually got in trouble um, because she got the little uh, wrap it up uh, signal from the office and she didn't wrap it up. We talked for like another 45 minutes. So and then and then um, she is going to work out a thing for me where I can go on Saturdays, which was the the reason because she's in Newport News. Like, I can't really get there during the week because I'm working. Um, So she's going to work out a thing where I can go on Saturdays. Um, which is which is awesome for me, and um, I get I get to talk to one of my most favorite people in the world. That's what's up, man! Congratulations! And, thank you. Um, and then I went to Cheddar's while I was nice. in Newport News. I figured I'd go to Cheddar's. What did you and, get? Um, I got the same thing I normally get, which is the um, the tenders and uh, shrimp platter. Nice, but nice. Instead of drinking, because it was a Tuesday. I got a painkiller cake. Actually, two of them. A painkiller um, cake? What exactly is on that? The Why does pain, it like an opioid crisis cake? The pain, the, the, the painkiller is a, a drink that they serve. Uh, and uh, apparently the drink is so strong that you can't order more than two. Like, at, after two, you cannot order anything else. Oh, because then you're overserved. Yes. Okay. So, so, but but they they got it where they make like a little like a kind of a bunt cake, kind of, um, and is the 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 rum is in like some sort of like a caramel sauce, and then they put like um, whipped cream and uh, coconut, and they put a cherry on top it's, of uh, cherries. It's one to four parts rum, four parts pineapple juice, one part cream of coconut, one part orange juice, and then sprinkled with nutmeg on top. Yes, but in a cake. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and that sounds um, amazing, actually. I I, I I had two of them. I got I ate one there, and I took one home, and. I was kind of gone off that cake. Like, I mean, I'm a cheap drunk. <laughs> I'm a cheap drunk anyway. Like, you give me a wine cooler when that thing is done. I'm like, woo! Um, but uh, yeah, I I I very much enjoyed myself. I got a new phone um, that I still haven't quite figured out how to use properly. Um, and it was just a good day. I spent, you know, outside of the time that I spent um, with my therapist, you know, spend the time with my girl, and we just had a good day. Okay, nice. Cool. That sounds like a good time, man. Yeah, yeah but I'm, but yeah, I turned I turned thirty nine. I'm 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 really I'm really starting to feel that old oh, shit. I'm almost forty. <laughs> yeah. I'm always curious as if that's going to hit me. Like, I think, like, because I just passed 35, and when I was 25, the 
turning 26 was an issue. Like, I had a, a crisis at turning 26. Like, I thought I was going to have the same thing at 36, but I seem to be cool. And so I guess now I just have to wait to see if I'm going to be like that at 40. I feel like it's going to depend on where I'm at at 40. Because I think part of, like, even the, the bit of, like, tension I feel now is more about where I'm at and what's happening with my life. That's, I, that's what I, I'm more frustrated about. I felt it. I felt it. I felt it right before 30, like that, that reevaluation of your life thing. Uh Like, um, but I started, I started to really feel it about a month ago. Um, where I'm just like, you know, like I have no fucking idea where my life is going and I probably should have a little bit more of a handle on that by the time I turn 40, uh, like that, you know, those thoughts. Um, but, no, I'm. I think I'm in a good place right now. So, I think you know those those thoughts may creep in, but I think I'm okay with that. Okay, okay, I get that. And you know, my my birthday typically sucks. Um, you know, but when when you're young and you grow up in a house with other children, um, I'm, my birthday is on September the 18th, which is mid September. Well, your parents just spent all of that money for everybody's school stuff, so. Typically, your birthday kind of sucks. Then you get older, and before you have kids, uh, my birthday kind of sucks because, you know, you have to recover all of the stupid money you spent during the summer. Um, and then you get a then you get a child, and then your child is old enough to go to school, and now you're paying all of that money for your child to go to school, and now your birthday kind of sucks. Um, so it's it's that type of thing, but um, my girl has made a concerted effort after having those conversations with her in the early days. Uh, she's made a concerted effort to try to make my birthday mean something. I I, um, I I would like to look at it from a different angle, maybe where birthdays don't suck because you're any other reason. In fact, well, you know what? Let me rephrase that. For me. I can buy whatever I want if I want it. You know, I can save up for it or I can buy it outright. So why do I need to wait for my birthday to get something? Whereas for kids, they can't get shit. That's that's how I feel about that's how I feel about Christmas. Mm. It's the same for the birthday though. But but like your birth but There's like, only two days. Christmas, a year like, where so your Christmas kids I feel like I've never had something. I've never had a real birthday party. But there's only two days a year where your kids are guaranteed to get a whole bunch of shit. And stuff that you won't really buy for them normally. Because let's be honest, a lot of parents, like when it comes to toys, they purposely won't buy like the the big expensive shit, and they'll just hold it for those holidays so that they can give it to them on a holiday. We went to the store and bought like when when uh, Kenny and Devin wanted uh, video games back in the day. We would say wait. And once I walked into uh, Best Buy and they were having a sale where they were selling a TV. And if you bought the TV, you got an Xbox One along with it. I bought the TV and set it up. No, you got a Nintendo Wii uh, with it. So I bought the, the TV immediately. And then we took the Wii and hid it in a closet. And that was in June. We hid it in a closet until December. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cuz like I'm not I'm not fucking spending any more money on this goddamn holiday. 
when I was in when I was in, uh, when I was in the fifth grade, I don't know if I've told this story here or not. Um, I was kind of fucking up in school. So, like, you know, you know, my parents did the same thing. They bought a whole bunch of shit in advance, uh, put it in the closet. Um, yeah, I've told the story, but continue. Oh, well, then we had our Christmas just like normal. And the next day, my dad came through and made us pack all that shit up and put it back in the fucking closet until next year. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we, you know, when they weren't home, we didn't just take the fucking Super Nintendo album. Yeah, I know y'all were playing with it, but still, I forgot that it was such a harsh ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, but, but, I will <laughs> say. Like, that was a hell of a harsh, that was a horrible. I got, I got, a, I got a stereo that year. Um, a really cool, like, stereo, stereo. Wait, and, shit. and when uh, the next year, um, my dad just said, you know, fuck this stereo. And he went and bought me a CD player boombox and the purple tape. That was the first time I actually, that was my first CD was the purple tape. My dad actually did that for me because I was actually a better student um, that next year. But he, but that, that was my entry into Wu-Tang basically. Nice. But yeah, so when you say your birthday is like boring or whatever it may be, that's what it's supposed to be. My birthday is literally a day off. I take the day off. I treat it like a holiday now. Labor Day isn't fun for you, nigga. <laughs> you ain't you ain't doing a whole bunch of extra stuff on 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 uh I don't know, Veterans Day. You sit at home and you relax. Yeah, it's I mean it is my personal holiday. So I took the day off even though I'm not get, I, I'm not getting paid for it. That's, so. that's how you supposed to handle it. This Real check talk. is gonna. This check is gonna suck, but it'll be all right. Well, I was. Re- <clears throat> I work in an office where like people are assholes about your requests and wishes. Like I don't make a big deal about about my birthday. I, I don't care. I don't. It's not something that I. I even. It's not even something I celebrate as much as is like like you're saying. Just take the time off. And so I just take take the time off so I don't have to be at work, and I take the entire week off just so I don't have to deal with. Motherfuckers being like, "Oh, hey, it's your birthday coming up." I don't want to have a conversation about it. I don't want to like. I don't want to do anything that has involves you with it. Like, just don't talk to me about it. So I just disappear for a week. It's fantastic. I I I strive to take my birthday off every single year. I used to take the whole week off before I had yeah. a family. Like before we had like a full on like we have family vacations and stuff in the summer. I would take the whole week off. Because my birthday always runs with Martin Luther King Day somewhere in that week. Nice. Yeah, mine with uh, July 4th. So, like, um, I was born July 7th. So, like, I always get the benefit of the 4th off. So, I can always just have to take, like, like maybe one or two days off. If I'm lucky, mm-hmm. the 4th falls in that, that sweet zone where I, I get, like, <laughs> my birthday is on the 7th. And the 4th is on, like, Friday. So, I can just take off... <laughs> like one, two, and three, and be done for the rest of the week. And and that's how that's that was always the best when your birthday was like Martin Luther King Day. Sometimes falls on the seventeenth. My birthday's on the eighteenth, and so Mon- Sunday and Monday or Saturday and Sunday, I would take off the previous Thursday and Friday. So I'd only have to take off Thursday, Friday, and then Tuesday, and have a whole week off from work. Ugh. The fucking and best. That's living the dream right there. <laughs> 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 those holiday the... birthdays 
like not Christmas, of course. If you have a birthday around Christmas, I'm sorry, you got screwed. Um, if you have a birthday well, around New it depends Year's, on thing. it depends on who you're with. It, it depends on who you're with and and like like your family. If your family's like good about it and they're decent, and you got like double presents, it was kind of awesome. But most par- most families weren't decent about it. But most like, yeah, because they, they were poor. Like, uh, this is your Christmas. No, maybe not your mom and dad, but your uncles and aunts and everybody will come and be like, "This is your Christmas present and your birthday present." They're too close together. <laughs> you understand? No, you I understand, don't. Right? I don't no, understand. I don't. I don't. Your kids get two toys and they piss the bed. Like, oh, cool. So this was going to be your Christmas present. But since I already gave you a birthday present, you understand. It's my Christmas present now. Well, check oh, good. this out. Check this out. Um, your wife is ugly and she's cheating on you. I was going to tell you those two things separately. But since your birthday is so close to Christmas, I decided to give them both to you, motherfucker. How Wait, this scenario isn't the wife married to you, or is is this person like not married but like related to you? It, like, which which person is related to you? Who are you being mean to right now? I'm being mean <laughs> to the uncle who came in and said, "You understand your birthday blood? close to Christmas." Like blood uncle? Yeah. So I'm oh, okay, okay. that his wife <laughs> is cheating on him and he's ugly. I was going to tell you those two things later on separately, but since we're right here and it's your birthday, so that, that's a weird scenario for me because all of my uncles, uh, with the exception of one, are not blood. So that's why I was like, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> For a second there, I got, I was thinking about like, you know, I put myself in your shoes and I was like, wait, that would be me dissing my own blood. None of my aunts are ugly. They all, they're all in my family. I would never call my family ugly. My brother was so quick to say, yo mama, at the end of any joke or any put down. And I'd be like, wait, it's your mama too. And by that time he would have walked away. <laughs> like, but wait. <laughs> Nigga, you ugly as shit. Your mama ugly as shit. Nigga, it's your mama too. Huh. You mean our mother? (laughs) The the saint who clothed us, bathed us, and fed us? (laughs) I think I think for for me and my sister, we kind of worked out a uh, a system to whereas you know, because my mother passed, um, we worked out a system to whereas when we do your mama jokes, um, we both picked our favorite singers at the time which was mine was Patti LaBelle and hers was Tina Turner. Um, we instinctively knew that we were talking about them instead of our actual mom. Nice. Question, Scar. Did you ever find that video where Patti LaBelle pulled the mic away from her uh, mouth and just sang out to the crowd? I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I can't find it. And it sucks because you can find anything else on the internet and you can't find that. You know what I did find on the internet? Seven years later. <laughs> you know what I did find on the internet? What? I think on, on Hulu, I believe, unless I'm mistaken, uh, it, I think it's Up All Night or Out All Night, the Patti LaBelle sitcom that only had a season. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu, and everyone should watch that. It's fucking awesome. I love that sitcom. Was that the one that had Morse Day in it? Uh, Morse Day, I think he was like a barber or a musician. You mean Morris Chestnut? No, I mean Morris Day. Morris Day. It may Hold not on, have which, been Patty LaBelle. Which one did you say? It's either up all night or out all night. I can't remember. Is I it think out it's all out all night. One on with LL Cool J show. No, that's in the house. <laughs> Why do I know this? It has to be all night. Google says it it's is. it's out on it's out all night, and it does have Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut, but it wasn't Morris Day, though, right? Morris Day was in a show with, uh, and he was a beautician of some sort. I cannot it's think of the New show. Attitude. 
Okay. Nice. Patty LaBelle song. Exactly. Oh, I get it. Okay, there we are. Man, I remember because that was the first time I saw Vivica Fox in anything, and I've been thinking like, "God damn, she's hot." Uh, I remember Dwayne Martin. The first time I saw him in that show, he was a pizza delivery guy who took a slice of pizza out, ate the entire slice, and then <laughs> went and delivered the pizza, <laughs> and like ate the entire <laughs> slice in one bite. I remember seeing that and being like, "What the fuck?" And I love that show ever since because of that. You know, complete side note, and then we can get back to that. Prince is a bad motherfucker. Yes, he is. And you know Absolutely. how I know Prince is a bad motherfucker? Because Prince wrote music so bad, like so sickening, that he was like, you know what? I can't even use this. Morse Day, go ahead and perform this with your group. And Morse became a bad motherfucker because of what Prince wrote. Right. <laughs> Prince was like, you know what? This is, this is shit. I don't even want to do this. You can have this, Morris. Do with your group the minutes. It's the time, Prince. The time. I don't Whatever. have time to talk to you about this, Morris. Just, just sing the fucking song. You know what? Have you have you listened? It's on Spotify. They have these. Uh, it's like Prince, I guess, recording sessions where it's just like raw shit of him, just kind of like making songs and playing around. That shit is fucking amazing. It's like him on a piano with a mic, just being goddamn amazing. See, and that's the kind of shit. That's why I wish I knew how to play music, and I don't have the time to devote to it. But I wish so you could just. I feel like the 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 the, the thing that makes me jealous in movies and just everywhere is when somebody's just walking around town with like a guitar case and they just walk into a jazz club and they're like, Hey, can I jam with you? And they just <laughs> sit up on stage and just rock it the fuck out. Right. I, I'm, oh man. I had the last week was rough. Uh, as far as like with Pooh Bear and music and all that other stuff. Um, this year, uh, Pooh Bear gets to decide which instrument she wants to play. Drums. And, like, th- that's what I'm thinking, right? So, like, I'm thinking she wants to play drums. Uh, so they uh, had hairbrush so, is a real thing, right? Okay, so here's what had happened. So they they said, okay, you pick three, we'll test you in all three, and then we'll see which works best for you. So she chose the drums. She chose the trumpet, which her and I, you know, they they had them test like a lot of different things last year. I'll play yeah. for a little bit. Um, and her and I talked about playing the trumpet because I did play the trumpet for a little bit in middle school. Um, but like Pooh Bear has been a drummer, always been a drummer from the moment she could pick up drumsticks. She wanted to play drums or she's, you know, she's played drums, she even had lessons. Uh, but then she chose the violin. Hmm. And I'm like, bruh. Nice. We marching band people. We march. Like the violin can you, know you can what? be in a marching band with a violin, like a fiddle, and you're like <laughs> prancing like, about. You know what, nigga? That sounds like, like this sounds like <laughs> Romeo and Juliet shit. We are marching bands. We are You can are, be in a marching band with a fiddle. So she can like We are we are marching band daughter. Well, we are orchestra, son, and you are not allowed <laughs> to love the marching band children. And they come together like him with his drums and her or her fiddle, and they jam and they fall in love. Right. Um. So, so she, that's what she that's what she wanted to do. That was her first choice, and um, I was heartbroken. Like, I, but I didn't want to tell her. I didn't want to. I didn't want to dis- dissuade her from her choice. This is her choice to make. 
I just was like, I know violins are fucking expensive. I don't really want to pay for this. Drums are expensive too. Um, not really. She expensive. has a no, bro. She has a she has my digital drum kit but, but, at her house. Sorry, here's but, my thought process. What if she chose violin because she can already play drums, and she wants to learn another instrument? Oh no, no, no! I ain't got to the I ain't got to the whole thing yet. Oh, so. So the beat drop. Uh, so, so we go through the thing, and I'm like, "Are you sure?" And and which and I don't want to be the one to be like, "I really don't want you to do this." But inside, that's what I was thinking. But I was just like, "Whatever your choice is, I will stand by your choice." So, I guess she had a conversation with her other parents, um, and uh, they informed her, um, "You know, you can't march with a you you can't be in a marching band." So then she was like, "Okay." Then I'll choose the trumpet, and I'm like, cool. I could do the, I could do the trumpet. Like I played trumpet for a little bit. We we are straight on this. So so they had a day off on Wednesday. It was some sort of Jewish holiday. They observed Jewish holidays in Baltimore, I guess. Um, and so she goes to school on Thursday, and then I get a and then um, Sherry gets a message from her teacher, and her teacher goes. Well, she came to me and said that she wanted to play trumpet, but she never told me that she's actually had drum lessons. So she's going to play the drums. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. But now I had to buy a full fucking percussion kit uh, that has a fucking xylophone and all of this other shit. Um, Uh Uh (laughs) (laughs) But, but. Why was it the violin? No, No, actually, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. Or the viola, pardon. She could have chosen the viola as well. Um, apparently her, her stepsister had, uh, played the viola mm. and that's part of the reason why we thought that she chose the violin. Um, and then like in the course of talking about it, she said that a friend, a friend of hers was playing the violin, uh, peer pressure. Um, so yeah. that's the reason why she wanted to go there. But her rationale was if I can't march, I'm not playing this shit. So that's when she said the trumpet. But then, like I said, talking to the teacher, the teacher was like, well, she didn't tell me she played the drums. I distinctly remember my middle school like instrument choosing because my mom came with me and she had really distinct opinions about the instruments that I could choose. And so I wasn't allowed to pick a lot of the cool instruments and I will forever resent her for the fact that I, for three years in middle school, I played the fucking French horn. It's the least yep. sexy fuck. instrument. Oh, no, 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 no. See, here's the thing. You fuck learn you, how bro. To, you learn no, how to play you. the French horn. Listen, listen, listen. You learn how to play the French horn, so when you actually make it to marching band, you can play the mellophone, which is fucking amazing. Fuck you, bro. French horn sucks. And mellophones no one... are amazing. Here's the, here's why the French horn sucks, and I'm just, I'm just going to lay it out for you very simply. Uh, one, um... A cheap one costs like $800. A cheap French horn is $800. Not a good one. A good one is like three to $4,000, which exactly. we don't have. With the same thing with a violin, right? So when, yeah. And, and so when you, when that happens, you have to like rent one because you can't fucking buy one. So we had a rental French horn. The rental French horns are disgusting as fuck because unlike a violin, which you don't have to blow into, French horns get condensation. Yeah. Where you're. <laughs> doing that into a fucking mouthpiece so it's just i assume 30 years of other people's spit that's been going through this fucking rental french horn that i now have to fucking use and share and lug and carry around everywhere 
which brings me to step three. I fucking hurt myself on that French horn case, like fucking hitting my shins, hitting other people, hitting desks, breaking shit, knocking over, carrying this fucking dumbass French horn, which weighed like the case weighed like 20 pounds by itself, which I didn't understand. The French horn also weighed the 20 pounds. And then here's the other fun thing about French horn. When you play it, you have to stick your hand inside the bell. Yes. So it's just you feeling moist, warm air going over your fucking hand forever. Sure. And the only real French horn notes are all fucking high, long, like, like long hole notes just over and over again. Fuck the French horn, bro. Fuck all of it. Fuck everything about bro, it. Without the French horn, you don't get Duel of the Fates, man. Bro, I, you know what? Then you fucking learn to play the French horn, and you. I wanted to. I wanted I to. I went when I started. When I started in middle school, I started like a week or two after everybody else. So when I went in, I wanted to play the trombone, but they was like, uh, "Learning that bass clef is going to be oh, a wonder. little bit difficult." I want the trombone so bad. I know, right? Like, I just, I just See, like I'm okay. fun. Okay, here's the thing. I just wanted to go. I just really wanted to do that. <laughs> I think would it would it be the trombone where you'll be able to do the Price is Right losing horn? Uh, you could. Those, they could. Those those are or is that the tuba. Um, tuba is what does it, but the trombone could do it. It would just be a little high. The I trombone. The trombone does the part, yeah. but it's a combination of horns. Um. The the woom is a tuba, but there's actually a French uh, horn and other stuff. Rare. You can do the rare with like because I remember we, we did that with uh, it's the kind of like shift without punctuating the notes. You can do that with yeah, pretty much any a, wind like, instrument. It's, it's a slur. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Correct. Yeah. You can do that with any wind instrument. It just sounds awesome with the trombone. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so I went in there and then I was like, well, I should play the French horn. And it was like, well, we don't really need any more French horns. So I was like, That's okay, then I okay. guess I'll play I guess I'll play the trumpet. Um so uh, I was first French horn as well as only French horn. I was first chair and only chair for the French horn. When we went to like competitions, we had to bring like underclassmen with us so we could have another French horn because there were only two people in my entire school who played that fuck ass instrument. I went from I went from ninth to fourth, but the the three people ahead of me they had all they had already played trumpet before. One of the guys played trumpet in church and all that other stuff. Like so, they had already had like lessons and stuff like that. So I just kind of worked at home, and I ended up being from dead last ninth to fourth in the crew, and I was really happy about that. I don't know, let me tell you about how I ended up being a French horn player. Because I, I let me elaborate. So I walk into the testing uh, band room because I'm going to be in band. Uh, first of all, I see flutes. I'm a bro- I'm a boy. We're not doing that. There was one boy who did play a flute. I don't know what's up with him, but um, no, thank you. So uh, all the wood instruments are out um, because I have yeah, an over. With the, with the exception of the saxophone, uh, any dude playing any other woodwind. It seems a little suspect in the beginning. Yeah, like a clarinet, male clarinet is okay. So, like, uh, Rob so played I wanted, the clarinet actually. I what? Where? I wanted uh-huh. uh, I wanted a saxophone. So uh, when I went to go do the test for the saxophone, they looked at my teeth and they're like, "You have a slight overbite. If you do saxophone, it might get worse." My mom was like, "We're not doing saxophone and braces, so fuck saxophone." Same same thing happened to my nephew. Um, they put my nephew on a clarinet, and my sister was like, "He can't close his fucking mouth." 
you walked over to the drum section where they were just trying to see if you could like do a drum roll, which I totally could. But my mom was like, I don't want to hear drums. So then she, we didn't do drums, which really fucking pissed me off because I could have been on the drum line. How fucking awesome would that have been? So then we go over to the brass instruments. Um, I can't make any noise with the the bass instrument. So like the mouthpiece for a tuba and the trombone, I can't, I couldn't blow into it. I couldn't figure it out. So we keep going and then we get down to trumpet. I couldn't figure trumpet out. Like it took a lot of work for me to get trumpet. And then we got to fucking French horn. And for whatever reason, after all those different tests, I figured out what I was doing. But if you had took me back to one of those, I could have then done it. (laughs) It's just like, like, oh, I get it. This is the last one. This works perfect. They're like, oh, you should play French horn. And my mom's like, oh, I love those. The same bullshit that you just said. <laughs> oh, my God. The French horn is such no, a great I, instrument. Listen, it's so no, powerful. The, you should the play the French horn. I, I didn't do that with my daughter. I let her choose on her own. With, good, because that's what my mom did. She's like, oh, my God. That's what we're going to do. But then after all that bullshit about how she didn't want to hear anyone playing drums, when I had to play the French horn, I couldn't fucking play the French horn inside the goddamn house. So I had to fucking play in the fucking backyard, but all my neighbors complained about me playing the French horn because no one wants to fucking hear a French horn. If I had been a saxophone, I could have played any fucking where I wanted to. And people were like, oh my God, listen to that saxophone music. Because it's a fucking French horn, no one wants to fucking hear a French horn. Even if it was a trumpet, they'd be like, listen to that trumpet playing. Some people probably enjoy that shit. No one enjoys the French horn. I can't think no of one song that I could say, yo, that French horn was like, do I fucking I fucking played the French horn. I can't think of us because they don't exist. It's all it's, just you in the background, just being like. Burr, 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 burr. Was the Pink Panther a French horn song? Saxophone. No, that was saxophone. I, I wanted to play saxophone so yeah. badly, and the white teacher who was uh, I think that was <laughs> I'm deadly serious. He was a white teacher, and it was sixth grade, and he was like, "You're no, it was fifth grade," and he said, and I quote, "Your lips are too big to play saxophone." Oh. My lips were too big to play trumpet. Like when when I play trumpet, I have to pull my bottom lip in a little bit no, in order to me play trumpet. He was like, "You got to play trumpet. Your lips are too big to play saxophone." How? You I, well, I, the, I think you may you be. The, I think you may be saying that your lips are more suited to like you should play a, a brass instrument because of how lips. He said to an eleven-year-old kid, "Your lips are too big to play saxophone." And I told also, you might have just been racist. Yeah, I think that's just racist. And because this is in South Sacramento, like, yeah, you, put, you put the whole thing in, you put the whole thing in your mouth, like exactly. your lips. Wait, Scar, say that one more time so we can get that sound bite. You put the whole thing in your mouth. There we go. Do we have that? Can we get that on the soundboard, please? I have it, but why do I want to play that back? I just want to hear Scar over and over, like you put the whole thing in your mouth. There's fun for that later. Just just hang on to that. Scar, can you say you put the whole thing in your mouth like six times in the Ken Kniff voice so then I can play it the way Jay wants me to? <laughs> no, you put the whole thing in your mouth. Yeah. Perfect. You know what? That reminds me. Um, no, it doesn't. It reminds you of putting something, the whole of something into your mouth? No, no. But it was going to remind me of... The part I was, I've been watching this show um, called The Dragon Prince. and Which is uh, great so far. Seeing, when you said that, I thought about when uh, one of the characters and his pet were eating all of the jelly tarts off of a, off of a tray. And they shoved like all of them into their mouth. It was, it was excellent. That show was excellent. Nisha and I have been watching it. Um, I actually had started. Which one is that? I, the Dragon Prince. It's made by the folks yeah. who made Avatar. 
yeah, the uh, one of uh, one of the lead guys on uh, one of the lead writers of Avatar um, is behind this, and the guy who does the voice of Sokka is one of the main characters. Which he's always Sokka, like it's for real. He's he's still Sokka. Mm-hmm. He's a completely different character, but he's still Sokka. And you still Just, look at him like uh, Sokka grew up. Really, Sokka? <laughs> <laughs> for real? Really, Sokka? Really? Is that what we're doing now, Sokka? That was pretty I, much I, my I Sokka. I said that during a, during one of the episodes. Like, really, Sokka? And then, like, for real, like you, your whole for, your whole first season, the Sokka character learns how to control wind. Bruh, bruh. But um, it's a phenomenal show. I I enjoy it quite a bit. There's some there's some pieces there's some pieces that don't make sense right now. Like there's some there's some pieces where like anything. No, just like the 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 parts where you're like, I thought we was homies, and then all of a sudden it's just like for some reason, all of a sudden we're not homies anymore, and we're just kind of like we're kind of like beefing, but like we don't know why we're beefing. Well, I feel spoiled. Me too, because I haven't gotten there yet. Yes, you Actually, have. I, I don't. I don't at all. But I feel spoiled by Scott. Well, like, where is this? Where is this being? It's, <laughs> it's, a, Netflix it's a Netflix show. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's a Netflix Fuck show. Out. For yeah, real? It, it just yeah. came out like last if, week or something. If you're watching that, Fuck I would also urge you to skip past the first season of American Vandal and watch the second season. Ooh, I'm not skipping anything. Skip past the first season because it's two okay. separate stories. I'm I'm really I'm really yeah, into uh, the good Vandal, place. The the first season of American Vandal was it was difficult for me to get through, but the second season was phenomenal. I generally don't like to watch stuff with <clears throat> American in the title. Negro, did you watch American Gladiators? No. You should have. It was the best. I remember seeing it, and I French I horns saw it. The, I've seen enough American- of it. Uh, French horns in the theme. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's not you. I have an animosity towards the French horn in general because uh, it then led to probably the, the saddest middle school of my life, <laughs> which I guess it was the only middle school experience of my life. But like, it led to a lot of like just legitimate like I am a legit fucking outcast, and I, no matter what I do, I am just a piece of shit human being who plays the French horn. That's how I felt through most of middle school, and I guess. In retrospect, maybe the French horn is not responsible for that, but I can tag it with it. So, yeah, fuck the French horn. Fuck middle school. Yeah, that's what I think I mean. Yeah, fuck middle school, actually. Get money. No, just fuck middle school. I, just, Get in money. In retrospect, I really fucking hated middle school. It was kind of the worst time of my life. Like, I, like my family, I school. I well, part of the problem was also, like, middle school... Uh, like when I was 12, our house burnt down, so we had to move into an apartment, and then I had to spend most of my time helping my father rebuild the house, but also still in school and doing homework and getting bullied. And I think it was just a lot of fucking stress for me. Yeah. I, I went to four elementary schools, so fuck elementary school. Okay, I can understand that. Like having to leave new friends like once is kind of brutal, but then like you you finally get like your foot feet in the door and you're like all right I'm gonna fuck we're moving again, like that's really fucking tough to have to go through like four times. Yeah. Shani, school you hate? I just hated being in the military. Wait, you were in the military? 
No, I was a military brat. So my senior year, oh. like my junior, my senior year, entering senior year, I had been able to be at a school with my friends from like sixth grade all the way up through my junior year of high school. And then in my senior year, uh, my dad got stationed at Andrews Air Force Base. So we moved from California to Washington, D.C. My Holy senior year. shit. Oh, so, fuck, bro. Subsequently, my senior year of high school was literally the worst time of my life. I made great grades. I got like a three point nine. <laughs> but <laughs> you have people to hang out with, which is you in school. Like I'm just gonna learn some shit since I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> there was no distractions. We moved out there right as uh, right after Biggie had gotten shot. Uh, the East Coast West Coast beef was in full swing, and mm-hmm. we moved out there from California, and it was interesting, to say the least. Was it a different world? Where from where I was coming from? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's. I I wish I well I guess I sort of experienced that having kind of coming from like the south to the west coast. It is a bit of a culture shock. Like the shit that people think are important here, or even the shit that people thought was important back home in Alabama, is different depending upon where you live. And it can be weird, especially like because you expect that if you go to another country, because obviously shit is different. But when it happens within the same country that you live in, it's like, how the fuck are you an American? You think this way, but it's it's just regional. There's a lot of legit regional differences. It's just like Scar doesn't eat avocado. Scar. Yes. Have you worked out that avocado issue? He has not. I have not. So if you come out to Cali, I'm making some guacamole. We good. I'm gonna make you some. I'm just gonna open an avocado and make you eat it just raw. It's delicious raw. Honestly, it's really, really good by itself. I don't understand how you don't like it. Like just slice it up, touch a kosher salt, have you an avocado, bro. I'm also a fan of how like we are literally trying to force this upon you. If you don't like avocado, knock yourself the fuck out more for me. I'm just, I'm just never had it. It's not something that I want. That is not something that I want to have. I'm like, I'm okay. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I am curious why you don't want to try it. Is it just, you don't want to try something new because you're afraid of the experience being unpleasant. I'm, I'm very picky when it comes to things. I, I just, I just like things that I like and I don't really try to go too far outside of that. So, like, do you evaluate things before you eat them and then based upon, like, experiences you've had with things that are similar or you just looking at stuff and being like, nope, judging from the looks of it, I will not enjoy it? A little bit of both. Okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Interesting. I'm just trying to understand. Like, I, it's interesting to me, like, because I will – I have eaten dog before. I've eaten uh, cicadas, bugs. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've eaten dog before. I eat a lot of Chinese food, so – No, that, that's bullshit. There's – Inspectors, trust me, uh, you would know dog meat if you ate it. As a person who's had dog meat, I assure you, you would know it. Please believe you would know it. Okay. So, like, I don't think. Okay, I, I, I have always been willing to try. Like, I've had like silkworms, blah blah blah. I'm always willing to try once. So, like. 
I'm willing to take a shot because it may be unpleasant, it may be good, but I'm always willing to take one shot at it because it might be good. I mean, that's how, kind I, of in- that's how I am sexually. Okay. I'm always kind of intrigued by people. <laughs> <laughs> see, like, I'm the opposite, but see, like, I'm I'm more like you sexually. So I'm more likely to be, not like, I guess I'm, I'm the flip side of that. So sexually, I'm more like, I'm going to look at it and I'm just going to assume <clears throat> based on a little bit of experiences I've had before, and also just based upon like how I, I personally feel when I see it, that I'm not gonna want to do it. Right? But like that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not willing to try everything there. I find it interesting that uh with something that like and with sex where like the consequences to me feel a little bit more dire. You know, like things can go a little bit more south with those as opposed to like, oh, I ate an avocado that everyone else has eaten. I didn't enjoy it. Is the thing that you're afraid of, not Oh, I thought that was gonna be great, but now I have a prolapsed asshole. Like, how is that where you're willing to to, to take your risk? I, I find that interesting. It was a joke just to put the visual in your head. Oh, cool, cool, now cool, cool. The cool, visual's cool. in Six. your head, Scar, and everybody's worse for it. Let that be a lesson. Yeah, now I'm thinking about my asshole being prolapsed, and that's not a good thing as you want to think about. <laughs> no one wants to think about that. No, uh, I mean, there's people who make a very good living at it. Though. Yeah, no, there's there's a whole subsection of it on Pornhub. Ew. <laughs> Wait, are, you, are you not aware of that? Ew. I have yeah. a very very specific place that I go to for my porn, and it is not prolapse asshole section. I, I like... ended up I ended up in a very weird position um, a few days ago where I was okay. look I was looking up someone, and they they were all about. Uh, big butts, and I'm like, hey, I like big butts, and you cannot and, lie. Right. I mean, when you um, do and, like big butts, you can't deny, right? But then I ended up in a bitty waist and a round thing in your face. What do you do, Scar? Get strong. Yeah, when she pulled up, because that, you know that ass is stuff. <laughs> that <laughs> we're just gonna quote the song all the way through. Over still. Is that what we're doing? I'm just saying, it's deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked, and I can't stop staring. Oh, oh baby. baby. I want to get with you and take your picture. We're, we're not going to do this. We're, not, we're just not going to do this. See, CJ, my homeboy tried to warn me. That butt you got makes me so horny. Ooh, rump and smooth skin. You say you want to get in my bins? Use me. Use me. Use me. You ain't that average groupie. That's a horrible song. Yeah. <laughs> that is an awful song. Oh my god! Another one of the songs from my life that from my life that just got broken you down by. Realizing? No, it's like it's like when you dial the wrong number and the doo 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 comes up. It's like as I'm singing the words to this song. Doo doo doo. This song is horribly misogynistic. <laughs> Please put down this song and find something calmer. I'll say this. I think this is where like intent and I guess interpretation are interesting. I would dare say that Sir Mixalot wrote this with the intention of uplifting. I just want, yeah, I've been like, look, girls, because it even starts where he's like saying he even says shit like, you know, fuck all these magazines. You got a big old ass. I love it. I want to fuck it. And it's it's because he's a man. Him saying you're fuckable is a compliment to him. <laughs> You're eminently fuckable. <laughs> hey, don't worry. When you see those magazines, you think nobody wants to fuck you. Hey, hey, hey. 
I got a dick. I'll put it in you. Hey, hey, hey. You're, you're attractive. <laughs> hey, hey. If you don't think you're cute, remember, Mix-a-Lot cares. Just don't nobody else care. Hey, Mix-a-Lot's dick is hard. If ain't nobody else's. And I feel like that's that's his sentiment. And I, I think in the 90s, that was, that was well-intentioned. I think now, I think we know a little better. And also, I don't know any magazines that say flat butts are the thing. Yeah, now everybody wants ass. No, so every, what we're now, now is all of those magazines. Now all of those magazines are trying to pretend like these um, these non uh, colored women with large asses are like a thing. It's like, look, you just completely ignored all of the women who already had it, oh, right? Yeah. They used to do that with J Lo's ass. Like y'all remember when J Lo's ass was a thing? Yeah. Yeah. You could put like missing posters up for Edge Lowe's ass now. I hadn't seen that shit in ages. Used to be every shot of her in photos and photos like, on ass. TV. And then, which is that from the back. Everyone was from the back. Just her looking over her shoulder, like, look at the ass, boys. And now, like, you never like see once it. Once she got with Ben Affleck, the ass thing stopped. Well, that's because her career stopped. No. no seriously. <laughs> seriously, think about that. When she got with Ben Affleck and did jig- Jiggly and all that, Jiggly or whatever it was called, Jiggly. all yeah. of the I, I want to be known for my ass stopped. But before that, it was like, and when she got into Spanish music. Um, but before yeah, but, that, but, was, but they, all, they all did that. Like, all of a sudden, Nori was, like, putting out reggaeton, everything. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was like uh, so much to the point that fucking Fast and the Furious Four is just reggaeton themed. <laughs> like, can we can we address the fact that it's just reggaeton? They have reggaeton uh, fucking uh, singers in in as like characters, and then they also just have reggaeton just blasting in the background of every party in that movie. That was the time period. That's how I knew reggaeton was huge when I went to go see Fast and Furious Four in the theaters. Don't judge me, and it was just reggaeton themed. Kind of like how Luke Cage, the Jamaicans play reggae music loud as fuck everywhere they go. <sighs> Even when they're trying to sneak up on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> want to sneak up on them, but we also want them to know that we're hella Jamaican. So right. turn that turn that Bob Marley up. <laughs> why do we have why do we have um um uh, J- Jamaican um flags on the front of our uh on the front of our cars, like we're fucking ambassadors or some shit. Like, why is this? Why is this a thing? Surprised they didn't have like Jamaican flag ties on. <laughs> just walking in, <laughs> just in case you missed it. We're fucking Jamaican guys. And then get out the car and you're wearing a fucking Brazil soccer jersey. Like, what? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really confused. No, we're just huge fans of Brazil. I mean, the Jamaican team's good, but you know, Brazil, bro. Come on, Ronaldo. Like the, the worst part about Luke Cage is like the biggest offense to them is the fact that they said Luke Cage was was faster than um what's his name then like Usain Bolt right like that was like a serious fucking offense for them. Well, like, I mean, if like he's faster, he's faster. Like, what are you okay, saying? Okay, okay, but okay, I get it because like remember when uh. Well, I was gonna say, remember when racism was a thing? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What I meant to say is, remember like with uh, like boxers. Um, I won't use Joe Lewis because I think he's a punk ass motherfucker. But remember like with like Mar- like uh, Muhammad Ali or uh, Jack Johnson. I'll go that far back, where like you have a black boxer who is entering into a world that is predominantly uh, you know dominated 
predominantly white, male dominated, and he kind of becomes like the black people's champion. Joe Lewis actually kind of was that, but again, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Lewis because of later decisions he made in his life and how he decided to fucking talk shit about Muhammad Ali. But I think like in those cases, I, I understand that kind of cultural icon where it's like, yo, no, we don't want to see our guy lose. Like, I, I get that. Do you remember, girl? On the phone, you and me. Till dawn, till three. But what about us, girl? Sorry, that was just in my head. I had to get it out. Oh, no, that's understandable, man. I, I do remember the time. In the park, on the beach, you and me in Spain. Wait, when was that? I like, I love I like that Twitter how, thread. I like how in that song he's singing about like all these very real places that happened in our time, but then in the video he's just fucking in Egypt, and it's like, yo, when were you on the phone with her? You're in Egypt. There's yeah, no that, phones. That Twitter thread is excellent. And he actually put, puts like the the you know the fingers with the phone symbol up, like the you know like the finger gesture for being on the phone he actually does that in the video it's like you're an ancient agent like what are you doing (laughs) right like how does she know what you're referencing exactly also brat bat 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 brat dabadat oh um going back to the dragon prince i love how there is uh a deaf character that they never they don't they don't have to explain like she has an interpreter and she does sign language and supposedly she's doing the actual sign language for what she's saying. That was incredible um, to me. Yes, because they 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 never go too deep into explaining it. It's just like she, she shows up, she gets off the horse, starts signing. The dude just explains what she's saying and they just go with it. And at one point when he's shouting, when one of the characters is shouting, she's like, "Come on, man, you know you don't have to shout." You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. It was dope. That whole show was dope to me. There were other parts that were dope to me just on a this made me giggle type way. Like when um one of the characters uh is about to um somebody is about to show up and and hurt a character and the character's like say hello to my little friend. And he's yeah, there's there's a ton there's a ton of references there's a ton of references movie references and shit like that it is greatness like that show is just it just feels like home it does I'm happy with it I really am me too I'm 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 the only part that bothers me is it was only nine episodes and I watched all of them yesterday yeah, yeah I do hate that about like like sometimes with binge watching like when you burn through uh, like some of the newer shows when they just start there's only like a, a i guess a truncated season and you kind of end up bummed out cuz it's like fuck i want to watch more yeah kind of like how they do uh seasons with Voltron like Voltron is like some of the seasons are like really short or they'll release it in two pieces and so like you'll get like six episodes and then you got to wait a few months for the rest of the episodes uh it's a pain in the ass yeah I'm currently so I watch. Um, I guess it's it's uh, Hero Academia uh, or yeah, Hero. My Academia. hero, my hero, my hero Academia or something. Yeah, like my that. hero Academia or Boku. I forgot what the actual Japanese name is for it, but uh, I watch it and it comes out like once every other week or like in this really weird schedule, and it's annoying as fuck. So I basically just like ignore it for a couple of months and then come and like binge catch up, which is 
as good as I'm willing to do. But it's a dope ass show. You should all watch it. I'm, I've heard I've heard good things. I don't really oh, watch so a lot of anime though. You know what? I don't. So I don't either. And which is funny because I have VRV, the anime service. The reason I have it initially was because um, Afi's brother came to visit um, and back last Christmas, actually. And when he was here, he, you know, he watches a lot of anime. And he was like, well, you know, um, I like certain animes and I have to like watch them pirate it. And I was like, I want him to be able to watch it like on the television since he's here for Christmas. So I just got the VRV service because I thought like I would, you know, just cancel it. I still have it, so and I still watch it. It has, it has anime on it, which is kind of awesome because I still kind of watch like stuff from the '90s that was on Tsunami that I really liked, like uh, Hero, uh, I guess Gundam Wing, um, you know, Outlaw Star, blah blah blah. But it also has like some live action shit on it that I actually really enjoy, and they are they just added all the Nickelodeon stuff like Rocco's Modern Life, uh, Doug. Um, and like, are you afraid of the dark? Uh, ah, real monsters! Like a bunch of like those kind of old cartoons just all got added to VRV, and I'm kind of loving it for that. So it's always kind of had enough content to keep me from dropping it. They just put a new season of Gundam on Netflix. Dope. Oh, see, I only like Gundam Wing, so I don't actually like Gundam, and I don't like Mobile Suit Gundam. I only like Gundam Wing. I only like Gundam style. Nigga. No, you can just wait for the horn. How long are we waiting? When's it coming? Who's bringing the horn out? It's hard to yell with a barrel in your mouth. What What are we doing here? I let horns pass on you like three times, Jay. No, I, I welcomed horns, first of all. And so, I yeah, come on, give me a horn. Too, for you. Well, you should go ahead. No, you grab that horn. Come on, grab the horn. You got you to gotta, you gotta put your whole mouth on it. <laughs> that, was a pretty, that was a pretty great statement right before the horn happened. I like that. <laughs> Put your whole mouth on it. Oh, bump. Uh. <laughs> to recap, guard. Seriously, bro. Like, if you were a head coach, would you tell your kids never run a zone? Yes. Wow. I'm sticking by my de- I'm sticking by my decision. Okay, okay, okay. Well, are you ever going to coach? Dum, 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 dum. I had a feeling that was coming. That's why I played along. Yeah, are you ever going to coach? No. Well, then we're good. <laughs> well, then we're good. James Harrison is coaching, y'all. That's scary. And even when even when I do play like 2K or something like that, I'm only doing my career, so it's just me. Do you play? Well, you know what? Honestly, I don't. Even when they put up a zone on 2K, I, I never play zone. I always play ball because never I want, I want skills. I'm, I'm always like, I got to get these statistics, bro. I'm getting ball, and if if yeah. it's like toss it in to like <laughs> to like back to one down, I'm always on like, the steal. Since you put yourself in like point guard and shooting guard, because really nobody puts himself in power forward. Maybe center, but never get one. I yeah. did power four once, and it's the most boring ass shit of all time. You do nothing exactly. but run up and down the court and rebound. It's not fun for video game play. No, small forward is actually pretty decent. Small forward point, is still hella fun. Point guard's where it's at. Yes. Point guard is kind of it's, it's a little stress. I actually really like shooting guard the best. So I like point guard no. stressful because uh, like I had to actually pay attention and like learn plays to get assists. 
So, like, I liked shooting guard because all I had to do was just, like, show up, hit my spot, make my run, and then, bang, there I go. I, I didn't have no screens for anybody except for rarely I would throw a screen and then, like, come off and, and like, pick and roll. But it was rare. Oh, man, I love shooting guard, especially when you were catching shoot shooting guard. Oh, the best. I'm typically, just run a, run a route, catch, shoot, run back down, play mediocre defense. Yeah, all you do is you just you just run inside and then run back out and then they pass you the ball. Um, I typically make a tall. I make I make a taller point guard so that they typically put me in a shooting guard. So that kind of works. Yeah, I, I like making a tall like a six six pointing point guard. Plus, it's just it's. I wish I could make a six ten. The last time I played, they would not let you do that. The tallest they will let me do was six foot seven at this juncture. Yeah, like I wish they would let you do a six ten point guard. Uh, because I feel like it's they might it now ex- because of Ben Simmons. I mean, it's yeah, it is it exists, and I think not just that, but I mean, it, it existed Johnson. before. Magic Johnson was six nine, like, yeah. and he was he he would be the prototype of, of of the tall point guard. And when you think about how much like other point guards, like this, some bullshit. Sean Livingston is six. Yeah, eight. but like Mark Price. Is like six yeah. one, and I mean, like, I'm not talking about folks like John Stockton who are like six one, but they like led the league in steals and shit. I'm talking about slow ass white guys like Mark Price and Craig. No, Craig Elo is six four, but who are just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this six foot nine motherfucker? Folks had trouble dealing with Gary Payton, and he was six four on the post. Yeah, he used to <laughs> fucking take uh, goddamn six foot dudes down to the post and. Goddamn murder! I just want the I want the ESPN Craig Elo story. I want that because he's only known for that one thing. What, for that was another side? like little short uh, six foot um, point guard that was like just barely like was good, but was like good in that era. And it's like like Mike Mark Price, and I'm I can't remember his name. Craig Elo, Jeff Hornacek played for the Suns. Dan, Dan Hornacek was a shooting guard, really? right? Dan, start. Is it Dan? Wait for the Suns. Play for the Suns. Maybe I'm thinking that's, about someone else. The Suns had Dan Marley, and he was a shooting is, guard. And Dan Mar- was Dan Marley. Uh, he was six four though, right? Yeah, he was about six four, six five. I remember they put his ass into the dunk contest, and he flamed out quicker than Cedric, than Cedric Sabalos. He was six foot six. Excuse me, man. Why was he not Thunder Dan? Because he, he could dunk with one hand. They called him Thunder Dan. Yeah, that's White what privilege. Wikipedia is telling me. White privilege. <laughs> Thunder I... Dan in the land of the sun because he could dunk with one hand. And they gave Brent Berry's ass the slam dunk. Oh, they gave him the championship because he could jump from the free throw line as a white And he didn't take his jacket off. So? He did the whole slam dunk contest with his jacket off. Yeah. yeah. The... So? <laughs> so? Like, why is that a disqualifying factor for you? You want to impress me, nigga? Dunkin' church shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Wing tips, nigga. Right? Wing tips. <laughs> Fuck jumping over this Kia. Nigga, put on these wing tips or put on some sandals. Dunk no, jump, sandals. Jump over the, no, jump over the big the, 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 the big part of the Kia, not just jump over the hood. Nigga. Yo, have you ever seen anyone try to play basketball in like Nike sandals? Yeah. That shit is hilarious. It's I, the best. Bro, <laughs> Those... like being a basketball coach, you see kids on the court all the time wearing slides and they just slide right out of their shoes. <laughs> I love snapped. it. Oh my god! Like Nike sandals have zero traction. Number one, and even if they do have traction, because like you're kind of strapped into them, if you stop and they bite, like you just go fucking flying because you have no way to really stop in them. 
<laughs> oh my god, I love like when niggas like walk onto a court with some Nike sandals on and want to try to like hoop because they see some folks playing, but they don't have their shoes. Uh, but in church, it's a really yeah. specific. They got to kick them. They they gonna have to kick them shits off. If eventually they just play barefoot, uh, and they have to kick them shits off like ghetto chick fights. I hate playing barefoot. That shit is the worst. Yes, I can't drive barefoot. Like it, it just feels. I can't stop barefoot. Like, no, I, I mean, plant car literally stop. means in a. Do you mean like in a basketball game or in a car? In a car. Oh, I thought you meant like basketball. I was like, I thought you meant no. I can't drive to the hoop. I was like, I can't fucking you know stop. The, you know what the new goodness is it just drives white folks nuts in movie theaters it isn't black folks talking in the movie theater anymore that's not my game my game is to get to those reclining chairs recline my seat back and then take my slides off and just be barefoot with my feet up eating popcorn and the white Ugh. folks just look at yeah. me yeah no, that's that's i have a problem nigga, with that. i'm, I'm, I'm eating white. popcorn nigga my mouth is open <laughs> wait that's, why is that your argument against <laughs> My oh, mouth is open is your oh, argument against I don't want to see your bare feet with my mouth open. Like, so he, here's my only issue with that is there's nothing actually wrong with your bare feet. It's, it's cool. It's just honestly actually no, it's cool. It's not if that. I'm it's like I can't think of why it's a problem. Yeah, there's no issue. If I'm wearing flip-flops, it's just more comfortable for me. It's hard to have your feet up while you're wearing flip-flops. I don't know. I don't if you like know. having my feet up while, like, I like reclining, but not with my feet up. I always actually put my feet off to the side. Well, with the, the at the movie theater, I do often put my feet off to the side because I I lose like I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I'm losing circulation in my legs if I just keep my feet up all the time. So I bring them down. And I sit down normally, but with slides, it's like really hard to just have slides on, and it's kind of uncomfortable for me too to just have slides on while I'm reclining. Yeah, because they just they feel weird. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't wear slides. I can't. Um, I I own a pair and I have worn them. I wear them to like to the beach usually or like summertime and like I'm not really I I don't think I need to run from my life, which lately has not been a thing. But like, if it's like oh I'm going to a place where I feel like I'm not gonna have to run anywhere, I'm not gonna have to hustle up to try to like put any forth any effort. Yeah, I'll, I'll rock a pair. Nah, aqua socks all day, bro. No, no. I'm not super embarrassed by my feet. I mean, like feet or feet, but I, I feel like my biggest reason for not wearing them is like I I always kind of want to be able to like if I have to run, I want to wear shoes that I can run in. Yeah, because if the cops pull up and you wearing slides, nigga, you going to slam the jail, right? Stop, like it is. They make you wear slides in jail. Yes, so with, you like, can't run. So you can't run, <laughs> nigga. But if I, the cops pull up and you got slides on, just lay down. <laughs> Like oh oh fuck okay yeah <laughs> if you see, no, what, you see a nigga on the block selling dope and slides they knew <laughs> yeah like I got priors bro like <laughs> hey nigga what you doing out here wearing them slides oh these is tight ain't they no nigga what you doing out get your dumb ass home and put on some Nikes you know what I'm saying like that's that is legit I I I I, I realize that that's kind of fucked up but that's legit why I don't like to wear them in public is because like I can't run in them and I don't know I don't know what's going to happen that I'm going to need to run in these goddamn shoes somebody starts shooting and you hear somebody scream out god damn it cuz they got <laughs> fuck no hold up I got to I brought another pair they're in my trunk let me just <laughs> wait let me just switch shoes real quick you can't do shit in slides you can't fight you can't run you can't do nothing, nigga. Uh, you let's can... go heads up. 
Nah, not uh, you can be real diplomatic and, and compromise and seek ways to like in this peacefully. <laughs> hey man, I don't want to fight. Oh, I see you don't want to fight red motherfucking slides. All right, look. Why you got to bring up my shoes, bro? Look, okay, look. Look, we cool. Right? It's cool as hell, bro. Let's squash this. Nah, you nigga, you we man, you the man now. Person, the other person's pressing the issue because they know you got slides on. Meanwhile, you try and fight a lady, or ladies fight each other, and a lady got on slides. You know what the fuck they do? They kick the motherfucking slides off and bust your Definitely. motherfucking face every time. Did, didn't I just say that? Yes, you did. I'm recapping. Don't recap. Why are you getting mad? Because I recap. You should be mad. Nigga, you should be happy that I remember nigga, what the fuck you said. At Scar, women will take their slides off <laughs> and bust your motherfucking... What? But I feel like that's still a tactical disadvantage. Like, Because, uh, I mean, being barefoot in a fight is not awesome, especially if the other person has shoes on. I feel, I feel like... like the, at, I feel like the best shoe to have in a fight... What's the best shoe to have? Still toe, y'all. Still toe boot. A still toe oh, boot. Like I used to wear them. Still boots. I'm not even fighting you. I don't. Want I used to wear them in high school for that very reason. I used to walk around high school with still toe boots because I, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not getting beat up. If you attack me and I get jumped, I wasn't a part of a gang, but there was a bunch of gangs in my school. It was like, if you jump me, I'm gonna fuck you up with these boots. And I wore still toe boots for the first three years of high school. I'm I, one of y'all is gonna get a fuck a fucked up life out of off this jump. So. Pick who's going who it's gonna be. I may get hurt, but I'm fucking somebody up raw. Yeah, yeah, I have steel toes for that very reason. If I'm if I'm going at you and I'm wearing steel toes, the first thing I'm trying to do is kick you in your motherfucking shin. I was gonna say nuts. I'm putting that steel toe into your nuts. Fuck that shit. Bro. If I we can not... get you in your shin, I can get you in your nuts after you're bent over because I just bruised up your whole fucking stability yeah. system. You can't even stand up straight. If I can like one swift shin. kick from a shit from, from a steel toe boot is gonna like make you really think about your life. It's gonna fuck your whole day up. <laughs> like you gonna, gonna start really thinking about your choices. That's why you never saw goth kids getting into fights, nigga. Don't fuck with them. They got on steel brace. They got on. Spike bracelets and steel toe boots. And they had that old school, like this, where the steel was on the outside of the toe, right? <laughs> like shined up. It's like, it's like, oh fuck! Like you can see what he's about. Hey, <laughs> hey! I got in a fight with this nigga. I'm thinking this nigga about to get his ass straight up, tone up, toe up. But guess what? What? Steel toe boots, boots. Steel toe Spike. boots. Spike bracelets. <laughs> Hit me hard. I couldn't recover. I was like, fuck. But it's all good. Break. Break. (laughs) (laughs) Man, listen. I I I legit like I remember like like record like purposely begging my mom for steel toe boots. Like mom. Yeah, moms was like, "Why do you want steel toe boots? You're not in the military." And I was like, "You don't get it." I I was like, "Oh no, I just really like the way these look. They look so good. I didn't know they had steel toes. Uh, uh they don't have any like these. They don't have steel toes. Let me get these." And then I went to school like, "Fuck y'all. Fuck all of y'all." <laughs> oh man. It was all a dream. I used to wear steel toes and khaki jeans. Say something, bitch. I'll kill your motherfucking scene. <laughs> oh, I legit were rocking with the khaki shirt on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what Clear, this motherfucker. 
once you have on steel toe boots, it was literally the equivalent of being a level six and going back down to play with level ones. Fuck with me. Fuck with me. I will fuck you up. Like, like we got we got a whole new system right now. Like y'all ain't saying shit to me. <laughs> nah, Mr. Jenkins, this is how it's gonna work. You look gonna at me. shut the look fuck at up. Me. Cause I got look on at me. steel toe boots. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. I'm the teacher now. <laughs> And we used to literally call it being suited and booted. <laughs> uh, hey, we we you got on the steel toes? Yeah, they used to make it where you couldn't wear those in the club out here though, because niggas would literally get stomped out. Yeah, like they actually got banned in my school. <laughs> like, right? They banned, they banned them because like that was like they start right about the time we start doing like legit, legit, uh, like metal detector. Was when I had to stop wearing them because, like, um, you couldn't get through a metal detector with them, obviously. And if they found out you had them, like, if you used them in a fight, like, that was an automatic expulsion. And so, like, they made it where it was like they would just kick you out of school immediately if you got you, even if you were in the, you know, defending party, if you kicked someone with a steel, steel toe boot, it was def- def- considered like assault. Like, you'd go to jail for that shit. And you could tell who was about that life when it got time to, for niggas to get stomped out because there would be niggas who could bring their knee all the way up to their chest. Before they brought it back down to stomp on somebody. <laughs> and then there'd be other people who were just kicking straight forward. But that nigga who brought the knee all the way up to their neck. <laughs> they the one that like stretched right before. Like, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get a, let me get a five minute stretch in real quick. What you stretching for? What, you got a stretch? You'll see. No, hold up. You'll see. My, ham- my hammy's a little tight. Give me a second. <laughs> I don't want to fight that nigga anyway. He got on steel toes. Steel toes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, real talk. Like I, I honestly, um, when I look back on that, I realize that like I wish there had been a system in place where like I could have went to someone and been like, "Hey, these motherfuckers are trying to hurt me." <laughs> like I wish there had been like a system for something like where I could like because instead of that, like I, I mean, like it's one of those things where like I've always, I always say like you know I feel like taking an ass whooping or taking an L is is. Um, you know, healthy for everyone. The problem is, is like after you take enough L's, you start wearing steel toe boots and kicking motherfuckers. And I think that's the problem. I think we're seeing a lot of people are starting to take way more L's. And I feel like one healthy L, 12 not healthy L's. I was going to say the problem is niggas may take an L, but they ain't trying to take that same L twice. Right. Like you're like, oh, I'll take it once, but not again. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I got my ass beat, like just really beat. And that was about the time that it was like, okay, so I'm just gonna get these steel toe boots. And if 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 I see three dudes walk up on me again talking bullshit about me because I'm wearing glasses, I'm kicking motherfuckers. I'm not even waiting to find out where this is going. If you want to get into a roast battle with me and then get upset when you get your feelings hurt, I am not waiting for that to happen. And I, I honestly, the the weird thing is, I didn't realize that was what's happening until I got older. Where people would like try to like tell jokes about me and roast me, I would say shit back, and all of a sudden I, it would be a fight, and I never understood like why it was a fight until later. I was like, oh, it's just I'm just way funnier than them. <laughs> and I got beat up for just being way better at that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, man. I just I I always would avoid being in a situation where I might get into a fight if I didn't have the right clothes on. <laughs> well yeah like if you're if you're wearing like like flip-flops or flip-flops and socks like you're wearing flip-flops and socks you're not fighting anybody mm-hmm. i feel like if you got if you're wearing like a i would say if you're wearing a tie 
No, but you can take a tie off. A clip-on tie, yes, we're going to fight. I will try to choke you to death with that tie. Yeah, if I have a for real tie on, which I I generally do, I would not fight someone with a tie on. I will try and twist that tie behind your back and tighten it till you couldn't breathe no more while I kick you in the back of your knee with my steel-toe boots. (laughs) (laughs) And I call it the pony, nigga. (laughs) Get up, bitch! It sounds like you're like fucking paddleboard riding a person on the ground is what that plays out like. Like you're just fucking, ah, uh, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, no, that's the thing. You can do that. 